Hey Curious Conneries, Dylan here. We just want to give you a heads up that the following program contains conversation relating to topics that may or may not include physical and sexual assault and self-harm and mistreatment of different cultures. We are in no way condoning these things. But given that Sean Connery has acted in films going back many years, they've tended to come up. To spin a phrase from Disney, many of these films include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures that were certainly wrong then and are definitely wrong now. But rather than not discuss this content, we'd like to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and create conversation for a richer future. Stay curious, folks. And now, on to our show. Sean Connery. Should we, uh, <laughs> instead of a pl- uh, train, should we be on a plane for this episode? <laughs> on a way? Well, yeah, it, the train has lifted off into the sky. I referenced that earlier in the skit that goes all the way back to Murder on the Orient Express two episodes ago. Oh yeah, that's a, get, a, get off this train, plane, or automobile. So yeah, and then it, like as it leaves the station, I noticed it was like slowly lifting from the tracks. So I believe that we are in the air now. I hope that there is no golden <coughs> gun to shoot through a window. Because that would really suck. That'd be that'd be very inconvenient for this flight, and I'm a nervous flyer as it is. Hold on, I must write another note here. Uh, okay, I wrote another note that I had to write this note because uh, I've got to take this note and fold it, and then put a little. Um, GPS tracking device inside of it. Right. And I hope that whoever, whoever's pocket that I put it inside doesn't end up crushed inside of a car at a junkyard. I know that's random. It happens a lot. It happens more than you think. Yeah, but, but do they get shot first? Not always. They don't always get shot first. Yeah, Mario, the world is unpredictable. I'm just happy that we're safe on this flying train. Me too. Oh, hey, our waitress. Uh, m- miss. Yes. <laughs> I, I would like I would like another Vesper Martini, please. The last one, the last card, is, wasn't hitting as well as I I I liked. I don't know if I feel comfortable bringing you a Vesper's Martinis because the last person who did so died. But I mean, we don't have to talk about that. That was. That was that was that was two episodes ago. There's a cat treat in my pocket. Would you like it? <laughs> uh, what, what flavor is it? Chicken. Oh, okay, sure, I'll have it. Here. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, oh, why does I split it with you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here. I threw it for my cat to find. <laughs> I keep my cat on this train. Oh no. She works with me. You. 
you referenced in another episode. I believe it was the, the one about the longest day, which is how my work schedule is. But you referenced that the cat brings you the orders. Oh, yes, do, you, do, you, do you listen to the show? Yes. My cat is the one that brings the orders. I'm very tired, as you can tell from my voice. Well, before you go, uh, did any of my luggage make it onto the, the, the train plane? Uh, yes, um, but you wrote the code to your luggage right on it. You painted it, you spray painted it. It was 36104, and I'm sure that number won't come into any kind of prominence later in this day. Pro- prob- probably not. And, uh, and my attache case? Uh, it was damaged upon inspection. <laughs> Did you inspect it with hammers? No, no, we were inspecting it, and we discovered that it was damaged. Oh, well, that's... After we smashed it with hammers. Oh, man, that's really inconvenient. I could have swore... Yes, I don't know why they have... I was really angry because they... I'm a waitress, and they put me on uh, uh, attache inspection duty, and I'm not very good at that. I, I can wait all day long. <laughs> well, that attache case cost me a lot of money. Can I at least I, get it's reimbursed? It's not my responsibility, sir. I'm just doing my duty. Well, who is responsible? Can I speak to your manager? I'm I'm wondering why this uh, your partner here isn't speaking anything. He's he's had a long long flight slash train ride, so he's a little tired. Sir. <laughs> Dylan. Sir. Dylan, she's she's asking. Oh Gloria. my God, he's dead. Oh no, D- Dylan's dead. <laughs> Tired like me. Oh, okay. Dead Whew. tired. I'm so tired. Oh, man. I almost thought that we had to do the podcast together. I, I, okay. I'll sit and join you. <laughs> okay. So. Would you like? I'm sure there's nobody else on this plane train that needs me for any reason at all. Watch. I didn't hear anything. Oh. Anyway, who are you? A lot. I'm very old. <laughs> How old are you? 73. <laughs> What's your name? 73. <laughs> nice to meet you, 73. What's your favorite Sean Connery movie? What one came out in 73? <laughs> oh, you're checking your <laughs> checking your clipboard? Yeah, well, yes. It looks like none of them came out in 73. Oh, no. I have no favorite movie. So do you only like movies that came out in 1973? Yes. Well, what's your favorite movie from 1973? Live and Let Die. Oh, that's a good choice. Yes. Are you more of a Roger Moore fan? No. Oh. Who's your favorite James I Bond? Really, I, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> well, from the Johnny English movies? No. From Never he, Say Never he's Again? He's in all of the James Bonds. Well, he wasn't Never Say Never Again. All of them. He's in all of them. Is he, he plays James Bond. Oh, well, I must I must have not noticed. You missed everything because you're not paying attention. <laughs> your your voice is getting a little deeper. <laughs> is it because we're going lower in altitude? <laughs> oh man, are you okay? <laughs> oh my goodness. Can we get a medic in here? Oh, ah, I'm awake. Mario, did you call for me? I'm a medic. Oh, well, th- th- this our waitress is choking on a hairball for some reason. I think it's one of her cat's hairballs. Let's check. 
Oh my god, Mario, she's dead. <gasps> oh no. I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> now she is. Okay. Well, we better move to the next plane car. The next man. <laughs> Wait, who am I? I'm caught between the waitress and the man. Who am I? <laughs> this sketch has gone off the rails. <laughs> We're not on the rails anymore. We're flying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, see, I told you. Oh, sorry. This Mr. Martini's really strong, by the way. Which she somehow found a time to get a first martini during our conversation. Your martini's getting Oh my goodness. Time and space have converged upon this point to grant you immortality. That means I can live forever now? No. Oh. What's it mean then? What just what who put that in my tea? I don't know. Did Sean Connery put that something in my tea before he died? Oof. <laughs> it, I just it, had like a it is Lord him. of the Rings moment. That was terrifying. Are you okay? It though? is what? What did you say? It is what? I said it's it terrifying. Let's get on with the show. If only um, psychedelic experiences could end so so quickly like that. Mm. At your command. That'd be that'd be that would have been. Okay, Mario Lima. Dylan Titus. Welcome to the Connery Curious podcast, where we review every single film. In Sean Connery's filmography. And today, we are covering. The man with the Midas touch. A spider's touch. Such a cold finger. Beckons you to enter our podcast cart. Hey, will you cut out that racket? Some of us are trying to sleep over here. But who just fought? Golden Fachi will pour in your ear. Oh, pour, pour a fart in your pour ear. Pour from disgusting. your rear. Pour from your rear. All right, I think we've plagiarized that long. But yes, it's Goldfinger. We're watching Goldfinger. It's Goldfinger, guys. It's Goldfinger. We finally did it. Our first James Bond film, episode number 13. Our first James Bond film. It was the one that we said that we would do together no matter what. No matter which guests came in, we would hold Goldfinger 
to be the one that we watched. Well, we didn't watch it together, sadly. Mm. We watched it separately. Well, we've watched it together many times over the years. We have. We've watched it a handful of times together. At least. If not, it's been on in the background. Yes. It's always been on around us. It's part of our lives. It is. <laughs> so this is this but I is must special. say, I haven't watched Goldfinger in a couple of years. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's it was the last while. time we watched it together? Probably. Probably. I think the last time I watched it was... I did watch it for um, the anniversary of this happened to the 60 yeah um uh this was 64 so it's 60th anniversary is next year okay so what was the anniversary it was the day that they would have been 50 because it was 50 okay so yeah was this recently they had when they dropped all the movies on prime what was that for that was for something else for the 60th of the series in that's what it is the 60th 2012 film 2022 excuse me okay there i knew it was 60 something but yeah i think when they dropped it all on prime i just had like a mini marathon and i watched like a couple of each from each uh bond actor which i had no choice with dalton because i had to watch a couple because there was two uh, I had no choice. I had no choice but to watch was held to my head and they said, watch the Dalton Bonds. And you said, no. <laughs> no, I love the Dalton Bonds. Um, but yeah, that was the last time I picked. So my, the two I picked for Connery were Goldfinger and Diamonds. Just because I love Diamonds so much. But So, so I saw that like not too long ago. Uh, way before starting this podcast, though. Uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, before it was I, cool. Before it was cool. Yeah, before it was curious. Oh, man. Before I was curious. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, super exciting. 1964's Goldfinger. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, reviews right now. Tomato Meter. It's certified fresh at 99%. Hot diggity. So it's loved. Beloved by the tomato people. Uh, but audience score dipped down to a mere 89%. Uh, Understandable. But- understandable in, indeed but man uh i love this movie man i just i just uh, watching it again i was smiling the whole time watching this movie i was like oh watching goldfinger i just i was just so excited so how did you feel watching this movie again i felt good mm. it felt it felt good i felt like i was with an old friend i started it last night and finished it this morning oh not th- not this morning excuse me this evening mm. uh, excuse me and uh, uh, I was watching it as Nicole was falling as she, uh, asleep she caught a little bit of it with me and even she was enthralled with it and that's just the power of that film is even when somebody's falling asleep it can still enthrall you mm. granted that's not I don't know if that's a testament to it because she still fell asleep but in the sense of like you can just throw this on and anyone will be happy to watch it. It's such a good time. I, I, I could watch every it at frame any point. of it is pleasant. Yeah, I'm sorry. I could watch it at any point. Like if it's like if it was on TV, which it used to always come on TV on like AMC during the holidays. There would be like the 25 days of Bond that they would play like movies every day mm. and marathon them. Uh, and yeah, I would catch the middle of it. I'll watch it. Even like the end, if it's the last half hour, I'll watch it. It's just I I love that this movie through and through. So I'm excited to talk about reviews later on. Um, so what do you say? Do we just 
get into it because this is going to be I, I have some different format ideas because one this is our first bond movie and it is a bond movie so i think we like it could be fun to i think we rate some of the side anything, things this too. is the bond movie it is but i think yeah. it'd be fun to like maybe toss in some new segments hear me out maybe we okay, okay. let's we could rate the theme song we could rate the cold open okay we, let me write these down let me write these down could rate the hmm that's probably it for like for that for bond you know, those are the big significant things that we'll, we will revisit with bond movies the theme song mm. your cold open gun barrel mm. it doesn't really matter but um uh, you know what no let's do it because what because because he's not in the first few let's gold. rate the tropes okay yeah and then um q Oh, rate the M. Q moments. Yeah, Q, rate the Q, rate the M. Yeah. Rate the money penny. And rate the rate the villain. And the hench? Yeah, 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 for this one especially. And the female lead. Mm. I don't like the term Bond girl. Maybe the gadget? Uh, okay. Where we side note for gadgets, because not every movie uses gadgets, but this is one that's like very gadget there's, heavy. There's something in everything. Mm. So, all right. So, I, I've, writ, I, I've written that list down. Do we want to just rank it now? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like we've been spoiling or, people because we already know that this is our favorite movie. No, it's not my favorite. Is it not really? Not my favorite, Connery. No. Really? Is it yeah. from Russia with Love? Probably. Mm. Uh, once we rewatch them all, it'll probably be from Russia with Love. If not, it might be Thunderball. I think I think uh, so. Goldfinger and From Russia with Love are very close. They're like just like yeah. a, a hair. It's just because we'll get into it. I think. Do, do you want to review it now? Like score it. Let's or uh, let's get into it little by little. Okay. Um. There's so much to talk about. Do we this. W- w- wanna, do we want to just follow the wiki synopsis like we usually do? Because I feel like that, like like I said, that provides a good skeleton from through which we can flesh things yeah. out. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a yeah. lot easier too because like we could have we could have been on the side of the road right now recording this with no paper in front of us and we'd still have a good conversation about the film. Oh, for sure. But like, however, yeah. I, I did I did keep notes. Um, not as many as I usually do, but I just same here. A little little, little, keep little things here, um, and everything in this film has been talked about so many times. This is one of the biggest films of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's nothing we can say about the film itself that hasn't already been said. Mm. All we have is our own perspectives. Yes. So I think maybe if we just take it through the plot, and then we can give. Our perspectives on those things. Let's do it. Okay. And through that, like, so if I, when I start talking about it here, you'll see. Okay. <coughs> <coughs> All right. Well, let's, let's let's give a little summation. Goldfinger is a 1964 spy film, the third installment in the James Bond series, which is produced by the by Eon Productions, starring Sean Connery as the fictional MI6 agent James Bond. It is based on the 1959 novel of the same name by Ian Fleming. Uh, it's directed the first of four Bond films directed by Guy Hamilton. Do my voice. 
James Bond investigates gold smuggling by gold magnate Auric Goldfinger, eventually uncovering Goldfinger's plans to contaminate the United States Bullion Dispensary at Fort Knox. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry about that. All right. Uh, and yeah, well, links to talk about here. Obviously, it's the four, the one of first of four films directed by Guy Hamilton of the Bond films. Uh, he did Goldfinger. He did um, uh, You Only Live Twice. No, that was um, no. He he did Goldfinger. He did uh, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Man with, Man with the Golden Gun. Man with the Golden Gun. Diamonds. And Diamonds. Yes. Yes. Okay. Forgive me. Well, I was all over the place there. I should have had that pulled up and ready to Which, go. Which, by the way, that would be a great uh, four <coughs> four film DVD pack. They really would be. Hmm. Goldfinger, Diamonds, Live and Let Die, and Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, yeah, so you're getting two really good ones and two okay ones. Mm. And it covers the spectrum. Mm. I enjoy, for me personally, I enjoy watching all of those. Mm. I have a lot of fun with those. He directed Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Huh. I've heard things about this film. I'm interested to watch it. He directed Force 10 from Navarone. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get into it. I'm sorry about all this bouncing around. This is what the reading of the plot is supposed to be for, to avoid all the bouncing around. <laughs> After destroying a drug laboratory in Latin America, MI6 agent James Bond vacations in Miami Beach. Okay, so that just covered all of the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Let's rate the cold open. All right. All right, so yeah, so I, I like that. I, I like cold opens that like flow the story, but like aren't directly connected. It's like I like him just like in in action, doing something crazy, and then just great cut into the film because obviously like it shows that he's going to Miami after he blows up the factory, mm-hmm. and he's got, I got to go take care of one more thing. It's only and the loosest connection. That. Yeah, it's very, very loose. Like, I mean, I, li- I like how they do it in the Craig ones, where it's like, yeah, it's it's connected to the story, which I understand for audiences nowadays. It's kind of like they want because the, that's the big complaint. It's one complaint I hear about newer Bond viewers that watch these films. Like, well, that didn't make sense. Why is that happening? Is that important? Because people like the hyper focus on every detail of everything nowadays. Because they like something like 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 Marvel, for example, they'll put a a coffee cup in the background. Like that coffee cup must belong to somebody significant, and they'll do research. It says Thanos was right, so it's Thanos's coffee cup. Yes, so it's like they just they just zoom in on that. So they they're gonna say like, well, who was the girl in the bathtub? Was he significant? Oh, how about the guy that tried to attack him? Was he significant? No, it was just a mission he was finishing up, and he's mm-hmm. on to the next one. Which that's what I mm-hmm. like in Bond. That's why I want in the future. For this new reboot that will come up hopefully soon, just give me one-off Bond adventures and don't connect them. I thought you know the Craig movies were fantastic. I consider them a separate thing. That's why I was okay with the idea of like you know having the DB5 with the same license plate because people were like, oh, it's the same car. How does he have the same car? Who cares? It's just a new James Bond. <clears throat> Everything from Skyfall on are James Bond tribute films. Exactly. 
exactly. Like, They're Bond films, but but it's in in the way that like a band has all as is down to one original member, and that original member wasn't an original member. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they joined in the second year of the band, but now it's in its forty-second year of the band, and they're the only original member. Like those are the Craig films, mm-hmm. equivalently. Not that they're bad to watch. I don't know what I'm saying. Not that they're washed up or anything, but but there kind of is an element of washed upness to Spectre and No Time to Die. Yeah, it's like they they're yeah. they're trying their best to. Uh, to Hi, Alicia. Uh, you don't have to crouch. Whoa, this is this is awesome. Can we, pa- can we pause for a second? Oh, my God. Maybe I want this as content. Okay, I guess we're going to say this. Uh, she just handed me... You knocked over my popcorn. You knocked over your popcorn. Man, it's okay. I just got a Pets Rock calendar. Oh, dope. And it's dogs dressed as... Different. Alice Cooper is a cat. Lady Gaga is a cat. Prince is a dog. Slash is a dog. Ed Sheeran. You got it at the Dollar Tree. You got it at the Dollar Tree. Well, this is fantastic. <laughs> I thank you so much for this. We're in. We we missed we missed Prince. Prince was in January. I like it. Let's see. And then we have Lady 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 Gaga as a cat. Lady Cat Cat. Lady Gat Cat. Yeah, I wish I had like cute little names. Lady Gat Cat. No, not Lady Gat Cat. Gat. Not a cat with a gun. <laughs> okay. This my birthday month is Jimi Hendrix. Beautiful. I like and it's, it. What kind of dog is that? He's like. It looks like Bo, actually. It does. It's like a Scottish Terrier kind of. Yeah. Huh. What are you handing me now? More gifts. It's just this is the podcast of Alicia just bringing gifts into Mario. Thank you, darling. Man. I want a podcast where Nicole just brings gifts into me. <laughs> she is a gift. Alicia's a gift, and Nicole—they—they are our gifts. They're just—they're—they can—they tolerate us enough to hang around us with our wacky Connery podcast and our music. So those we should never let go of these ladies. Amen. Amen to that. Shout out to the ladies. About to do like if we make it to yeah next year we'll do like a Valentine's Day. Going back to what were we talking about, the Craig movies, and like just the comparison. Well, yeah, I I think we can just get back into to Goldfinger because let's rate that cold open. What do you say? All right, I I give. What would you give it? Uh, I give it a um. Give it, I give it like a nine. It's like it's just like it's it's simple. It's he's he's infiltrating the the the, the building, land the fuses. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the wacky flotation devices. Like I like, we, we got crazy with the with the more movies with the crocodile submarine, but I like the simple <laughs> seagull on the head, and he comes up. I like that little aspect of it, and just the uh, you get the one liner, shocking, positively shocking. So I th- I, th- I think I'm like uh, it's like nine. It's like it's fine. It's it's what you get the iconic. White tuxedo, which is like mm. every time you see a tuxedo, you always think James Bond. When you see like Inglorious Bastards, Brad Pitt rocks that that suit. Uh, countless people, you see that white dinner jacket, you always go back to Sean Connery. So I feel like that cold open is very. This whole movie is important for spy movies and Bond movies in general. Um, so yeah, I give it a nine. I, I do I do enjoy it. 
I do enjoy. I do enjoy. Uh, I will give it a nine and a half. Ooh. Uh, the reason I had said that I watched the first bit of it with Nicole uh, is because she um, fell asleep kind of shortly after the theme song. Aww. But her reactions to the cold open really improved my enjoyment of it because she just kept marveling at how fucking sexy Sean Connery is. <laughs> he um, he, he the looks the best in this movie, I feel. He looks great but, in the first yes. the first two too, but he looks great in this movie. Yeah. Um but the the moment with the seagull, she just went, "That is so cool." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah. Yes. It is so cool." Cuz I, I you know, I putting it on, I'm like going in, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's got the seagull and he like wears it a hat and comes up and and then she goes, "That, that is so cool." I'm like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so cool." <laughs> um, uh, my next note for the cold open is that when he uh, applies the dynamite, he's just squeezing biscuit dough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a note for that too, where uh, the door he enters is that a door workers use to come in? Because <laughs> it's like a little remember the little door. It's like it's like maybe two feet high. Maybe three feet, yes. and it like pushes open. And I'm like, so what's what is the the what is the use for that little door? Is it for ventilation? It's a side door, yeah. But it's so small. Like, who do you just kind of crawl out of it? It's just a really weird door to have. I'd have to rewatch the sequence. It's so to, small. To see the layout it's it's of so it. small. It's like on the side of the building, and it like opens like a like the fireplace. In speaking of Sean Connery. In the fireplace from uh, the third indie movie, when it flips, whatever how it opens, and it opens halfway. Oh, it's a it's a rotating door. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like okay. so it's like very, I don't know. So it's just a secret hatch. It's, it's a secret hatch, but like it's a secret hatch, but it is like in a door frame. Yeah. When you when you the lights turn on, it's in a door frame. What's the? And it's clearly a secret hatch. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that they. I don't know. It's a, it's a very and weird choice. This beautiful office with just a three barrels of nitromethane, <laughs> and and then he squeezes delicious biscuit dough. <laughs> the explosion, the heat from that explosion, will hopefully cook the biscuits. Hopefully, you don't want to eat that raw. Probably smells um, lovely. So yeah, nine point five for me on the cold open. Mm. Theme song. That's where we get into after that. We giving it, giving it a ten. I think I gotta give it a ten, right? Like I, I think that's the most, that's the most, um, that's the one I hum the most, all time. I'll be taking a piss and I just always hum that theme song. I always splash, splash, splash. <laughs> you like time your pee. I do, and uh, I will say Gold though, streamer. And I guess, what? I guess with the theme song, I guess we can also rate the like. The graphics, the cr- opening credits that they show. Oh, I love them. Uh, I love them, but a part of me, um, the, like, they don't spoil much, but I don't like how they show so many clips from the movie we're about to see. They mm. do show a clip from, from Russia with Love of him dodging the helicopter. So they, yeah. so they do kind of give like the previous movies to kind of like, you know, as a little thing. But I'm like, oh, no, they're showing they're showing your villain right away in the first panel of the hand coming up. And you see Goldfinger. 
I think that's fine. That that's cool. But I think then, that's fine because he's going to be a prominent villain. He's not Darth Vader. Yeah, but um, but that I, 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 feel I like... think there's three elements at play, which I I agree with you that they're mm. showing parts of the film. Mission Impossible does that too, mm. uh, and the show did that as well. Um, uh, there's there's giving they're giving you three elements, the women, the which with with gold light on them the images projected onto them and the credits you've got three things to focus on there you're not really taking in what's happening mm. it it w- took me it wasn't until like a couple years ago that i noticed that the the shot of when it shows the putting of the you know the golf putt that the ball goes into the woman's cleavage oh i always noticed that as a young kid <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. But uh, but, uh, but on that, I also for years on the the, the wide shot of the girl uh, with odd job, like all uh, like basically fitting perfectly in of him with the with the golf bag. Mm. I always thought the woman, the stat, the actual gold woman was like holding a cigarette or something like this. But it was really odd job holding the bag, so I wasn't sure what was her and what was odd job. <laughs> So, because uh, when I look closely, I'm like, "Oh man, that's Odd Job in there with the golf bag," and I thought that was really funny. But, mm. but yeah, it's like it's funny how you like. It's it's, it's like I kind of want to poll people. Like, what do they see? What do they not see? I feel like certain people see certain things in that opening theme. Yeah, it's a Yanny and Laurel situation. Hmm. By gold, what is it? The gold and the blue dress, or whatever. Oh know. yes. Uh, so yeah, the the credits for me, I'm gonna give them a, an eight. They're really good. Hmm. They're classic. Same here. There's better ones. Yeah, but same here. We give it about an eight. Uh, and the gun barrel, it's a seven. It's Bob Simmons still. I just uh, I just hate the Connery. The way it cuts because after it, blood comes down, shakes a little bit, goes to the side, and then gets. Sl- goes two sizes smaller so it's not a clean transition because you look at like diamonds are forever they finally learned to be able to crop that out and like the scene is in the hold and the, and the hole expands but that uh, one's like really like lazy not I, lazy I just but take like, them as nice nice quirks of the time i liked stuff like that hmm. like oh they just either that was a decision or they weren't able to do it that way yeah so I, I don't remember if they did that in from rush with love we'll find out we will find out so let's move on to All the right. film. Bond Superior M via CIA agent Theus the the what Poirot. <laughs> His superior M via CIA agent via CIA agent <laughs> Felix Leiter directs Bond to observe bullion dealer Auric Goldfinger at the hotel fair. Bond discovers Goldfinger cheating at a high stakes gin game. A what game? Edit gin rummy. Edit remotely by his employee, Jill Masterson. Bond interrupts Jill and blackmails Goldfinger into losing. After a night with Jill, Bond is knocked out by Goldfinger's Korean manservant, Oddjob. Bond awakens to find Jill covered in 
gold paint dead from skin suffocation. No breathing. So a fun fact, I pulled this up. Uh, we talk about very often these films and locations to go visit. Uh, yeah. This is one I was I was trying to go see in Florida, but it's in Miami, of course. Uh, yes. The uh, the Fontaine Bleu, Blue Fountain Blue Fountain Blue. It's a French. I try to be fancy with it. The Fountain Blue Miami Beach uh, Hotel, uh, three hundred and thirty nine dollars a night. But I dig it. but it, it it looks just like uh, how it did back then. It's because you see that over uh, that helicopter shot mm. of the of the front of the hotel there still looks the same uh and they did not film at that hotel there is filming done at that hotel mm. but the but the overhead shot is all the, yes yeah and there's one shot of uh keck linder keck cecil cease is it cease cecil cease linder Cease, Linda. <laughs> come, come along, Percy. No, Cecil, I hate you. That's a rush quote there. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ladies, stop moving pictures. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, in London, the governor of the Bank of England and M. Task Bond. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I've got, got a couple of notes here. I'm sorry. Or one, uh, yeah, a couple of notes. So, uh, I I watched this on Blu-ray. Did you watch this on Blu-ray? Of course. Do you have the subtitles on? Yes. Did you notice what happens when Goldfinger starts? Woman singing. Oh, I think I noticed that. Woman singing, Shirley Bassett. Ah. Have some gosh damn respect. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then my note uh, in regards to Jill Masterson, uh, when she's like pestering him while he's on the phone, he pushes her face and she's all happy about it. And it just made me go, I want Sean Connery to push my face. (laughs) Did you notice? I had to rewind it. The Bond theme that they use there when they're transitioning to like in the, the saxophone and you see like their feet and they're playing footsies and they're laying in the bed it it tra- the audio transitions to make it sound like it was playing on the radio let me let me cuz there's a little if you listen closely like on it's probably hear it better on headphones the, the music transitions and then the uh the the report comes out that president today was completely satisfied but they, it sounds like it's coming from the radio. Station WEBS brings you the latest in world news. Washington. At the White House this afternoon, the president said he was entirely satisfied. That makes two of us. Just a slight, yeah, there's just a slight. There's that filter um, of like, it sounds like it's coming through the speaker. Yeah, and then it, it turns down to give the radio announcement that the president was entirely satisfied. And that makes two of us. Uh, which is really important news, guys. It is. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure it was something important. Probably the Cuban Missile Crisis <laughs> or something. <laughs> Probably. Um, uh, and, we, and we finally get our iconic quote of uh, listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Uh, 
Exactly. We can't make any James Bond quote uh, segments in this because it's all James Bond. <laughs> Everything has led up to this. Right. It's all led up to this, folks. It has. Now it's all got to go go to Hard Day's Night, mm. um, which is a nice transition because in London, the governor of the Bank of England and M task Bond with determining how Goldfinger smuggles gold internationally. The governor of the Bank of England is played by that guy we met a couple of cards back. You know, the one who said he travels regularly on uh, tra- tra- he travels on this train regularly, right. twice a week. That's what he told us. That's it's the governor of the Bank of England. He's the one that travels on this train regularly, twice a week. I knew it. Isn't that crazy? It's it, it all leads back to this. And he was in Pink. Wasn't he in the Pink Panther? Um, let me see. Wow. Again, riveting podcasting. Let me look up people. Colonel Smithers, Richard Vernon. Uh, yes, he's in the Pink Panther Strikes Aha! Again. Found you out. I found you out, you bastard. So, yeah, Richard Vernon, probably the most English this movie gets. Pink Panther Strikes Again. No other Pink Panthers. Just that one. Just that one. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Yeah. Um, uh, the Intelligence Man. In, uh, in The Secret of My Success, he plays Lord Heatherby. So that's Colonel Smithers. So this is, oh, my God. He just... He, okay. So, in 1964, he's in A Hard Day's Night as Man on Train. And the next film he does is Goldfinger. As Colonel Smithers, he was on the train going to work to talk with Bond and M that day. There it is. Off to lunch, dinner. Look at that. Black, t- black at that. tie event. Oh, I would say uh, this is a good opportunity. Let's rewind a bit. Let's rate our our money penny because we have the we have the M two, which we have in this conversation as well, but we only have that one money penny uh, moment. Um. I'm going to be a little crude here. Uh-oh. Miss Money Perky. <laughs> Those things are pointing like out a mile and a Same half. Same thing with the first girl that comes off the plane for Pussy Galore's uh, Flying Circus. She just has like yeah, Madonna. Like Malibu Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Good Lord. Uh, but I, I like this Money Penny scene because it's like it shows. She's great. They're. Their chemistry is amazing. Yeah, it's like the little kiss on the cheek, and it's just like that's the one. Like, they're always great together. Like, Roger Moore had great moments with her, too, but I feel like Connor is always so sweet, and like, is that mm. one of them, like, kind of slow dance? I think from Rush with Love, I think, or yeah, I think from Rush with Love, they're kind of like slow dancing a little bit yeah. In the, yeah. on the desk or whatever, and like, they're always so heartwarming. They're, they're she is his money penny. Mm um she's not Moore's money penny. Mm. She works for Live and Let Die and that's about it because she like covers for him. Yeah. When he's got a woman in the closet there. Yeah, but yeah, um, but with Connery but, it was always from from this to di- even diamonds like just She works with Lazenby. Uh, mm. 
Um, not as much. And she's no good in Diamonds. Not that she's any bad, but it's, I mean, her chemistry with Connery is terrible mm-hmm. in that movie. A ring after your wife just died. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, and sh- that's not anything against her ever. She is fantastic in all of them. She just feels weird being paired with Roger Moore. Uh, it's a good change with Dalton to go to Caroline Bliss. Mm. Um, and then the change with Rosnan to Samantha Bond. Samantha Bond is good, yeah. I do hope that they keep Naomi Harris. She's good. And I hope they keep all she of them. Is young, yeah, sh- th- she's young enough uh, compared to Craig that whoever they cast as Bond now, they'll be of similar age. Mm. So. Absolutely. And if anything, it kind of makes it even more uh, Bondian if it was an older money penny. Yeah. Because Naomi Harris is still absolutely beautiful. You know? Um, it wouldn't be as weird. Especially if they get Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is married to a woman much older than he is. Yeah. Oh, Naomi Harris is uh, 46 years old. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, that might maybe maybe that's maybe that's pushing it then. Maybe you want a younger money penny, maybe not. I don't know. I don't want No, I don't I want think. I don't want to bond my age. But no, they got a Ray Fines all of them. I I feel like they have to keep that mm. whole crew Q. I mean, apart from me wants an old like Q old crew Q. Yeah, but like I just this we didn't get enough time with them and like we no. we, we were just getting there and then it ended. So I'm like, I mean, and ugh. if anything, we got too much time with them in the wrong direction. Yeah, but I, I, I right. just remember the end of Skyfall, man. Just Skyfall, yeah. Just him going into the office, the leather bound door, and I, a tear mm. came into my eye because I was like, "We're here." Like this is, mm. I, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps thinking about it right now. Uh, so like I'm just picturing like man give 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 us a for your eyes only where he just goes into the office he becomes smart bond starts nailing off all these different things like what do you know about diamonds or whatever the hell it is and give him a folder he goes down to Q Lab gets his gadgets and goes in the mission give me that movie just keep it simple stupid mm. but uh, and cast Ian Glenn that's oh man. The more I think about it, the more I want my dream of Live and Let Die being remade with Ian Glenn. That'd be an amazing film. Oh. But have it be the from the book. Yeah. Like, the book. Just not as racist. Yeah. Not as horribly racist. Yeah, but I just think... Ugh. ugh. Um, Only in my dreams. Uh, anyway, that, that brings up the uh, Bond censorship discussion. Mm. Anyway, we won't get into that. Um... Okay, uh, Q. I love Q in this film. His one scene is phenomenal. Mm. He's great, um, and he supplies him with a modified Aston Martin DB5 and two tracking devices. Those are the gadgets. We're rating those gadgets. Uh, the tracking device, uh, two. Give it a two? Uh, the Aston Martin, nine. Really? Yes. Aston Martin gets uh, a ten for me. Uh, well, the reason the reason the Aston Martin gets a nine for me is because the the uh, tracking device is tied into it, and that's a two, so it takes away from the ten 
that the Aston Martin could be because of how fucking loud and annoying those beeps the, are. Oh my god, that's the worst thing the ever. Beep, the beep sucks. It's because oh. they actually. I get to open up and be a little bit of a car car geek right now. Um, but uh, they just they built Aston Martin. Is a car geek? Is that car geek? Is uh, like a Star Wars alien race, right? The car, yes, yeah, the car geeks of uh, the outer rim. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they, they actually um, they built about twenty five Goldfinger Aston Martin DB fives, like new Aston Martin DB fives, with all the gadgets. Working, not all working. Obviously, you can't put machine guns on it, but the machine guns make noise and they light up. They they squirt water. Uh, the, the oil slick does squirt water. Like the oil nice. slick and they have, they have a smoke, but it's not street legal. So it's like a three million dollar toy that you can't drive around. Yeah. It's but it's an actual Aston Martin. Um, I'm so glad that there aren't any starving people in the world. Yeah, right. And we've got all our problems worked out too as a species. Yeah, not awesome. And people are driving around with James Bond cars. Yeah, we could just make them and they don't even function. Exactly. Like, uh, but uh, but yeah, they but they added that that in the uh, the GPS is actually can plugs it through Bluetooth, but it makes nice. that. Oh, that's horrible. So I'm like, I hope you can mute that when you have that car. Because imagine trying to nope, <laughs> you're trying to go to like we're going to uh, to Boston today. It's also it doesn't read instructions to you. You still have to pay attention to the. Yeah, map. you have to look at it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it car crashed instantly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that that car is just iconic. That is James Bond's car. They, you know, they it's it, it's it's the most brought back car. You know, obviously, it's pretty much the one that's in No Time to Die, right at the beginning. Yeah, it's in No Time to Die. It's his main. It, it comes back. It comes back. It's in almost all the correct moves. It comes back as um, he wins it in the poker game uh, in Casino in Royale, Casino. and it was a different DB5 because it's a it was left hand drive. Yeah, and so people are like, "Oh, well, obviously that's the one that Q must have fixed." So you think he got he put him through the trouble of making a right hand drive? Who knows? Nope. Um, nope. But too much work. Yeah, so I think it's another one. Uh, but like, yeah, and it comes back in Skyfall. Um, he probably traded it in. Yeah, you see it. You see it in pieces. At, uh, in in Spectre, and then it comes back at the end, and then it's off to the races it's for no time. time. Not at all. Um, and then of course Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye, uh, and Tomorrow Never Dies. You see him with that Tomorrow Never Dies, and it was when in Goldeneye. Golden uh, the Ferrari chase after the uh, theme song. Oh yes, yes, yes they yes, they yes. raced the uh, Ferrari with the porn music. Yes. <laughs> Sean Connolly. Um, so yeah, shows up there, um, and there was actually a deleted scene that I was upset wasn't there when they go to Scotland. You see the I'm like Scotland thing right before the bagpipe scene happens. There's a scene of him driving with a DB5 up to the castle, playing. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, why not keep that in? That that sounds like a great little thing. That's, that should be his like thing. They do it in No Time to Die too when he comes back in Dalton's Aston Martin. And have the whole like you gotta have him driving to the office. I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, that car that car gets a ten for me. And I li- I, li- I like to track the devices for nostalgia because it's like cause like uh, I always I always see people like three D printing them on Etsy. I want one just to like have and be like yeah, it's as I a love. flash drive. As like yeah, it'd be cool as a flash drive, right? One the small one could be a flash drive, and then the big one's a hard drive. 
clever. Uh, let me see if I can get somebody clever, to make that. Clever, clever. If somebody's good at 3D printing, can, somebody, can you guys make us one of those? That'd be so cool. <clears throat> Each. Each. Of, each yes, please. make, make like a pair one. each, small and big. And uh, if it could be like a, you know, at least two terabyte hard drive and at least 128 gig flash drive, you know, come on. We're operating in 2023. Yeah, come on now. Come on now. I know beggars can't be choosers, but sometimes, you know, you got to you gotta actually go. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 10 for the aspect. I'm probably going to be a lot of pretty uh, car nerdy in this uh, episode because there's two <clears throat> two cars that I got very close to in real life uh, that we'll, we'll talk about. So, one being the DB5. And the other was the uh, the thirty eight Phantom uh, Goldfinger's Rolls Royce. I actually sat. We'll put the we'll put the pictures on Instagram of the. Uh, so I went to a, I, I talked about this before. I went to a Bond museum for my bachelor party in Florida, and there were screen used Bond cars there, and uh, I didn't get to sit in one of the used um, DB fives for Goldfinger, but I got to sit in the one that was used in No Time to Die for the exterior shot at the hotel. <laughs> Um, but I got to uh, stand next to and like see uh, one of the one of the Goldfinger ones that was I guess used for promotion for the film back in the '60s. And that was really cool to see how all the gadgets on it and stuff. But then awesome. I got to sit in the uh, Goldfinger's Rolls Royce, but it wasn't the one that he sat in. It was only used for uh, exterior shots. So when he when they're uh, when they're driving down the road, that's the car I sat in. When they're parked by the fruit thing, pulling up to it, that's that, I think that's the same car. But the there was a different car with uh, when he's sitting down at the golf club, and he like pulls on a little desk because I when I sat in it, I got to sit in the front. They give you a little top hat. I got to sit in, in the driver's seat, and so he's like, "You want to sit in the back too?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to be Goldfinger." And the first thing, as a as a fall asleep. as a as a scratch your nose, yeah, right, just scratch my nose and sleep in it. Uh, but as a as a Bond nerd, the first thing I looked for was that fucking little desk that pulls down. And I asked him, like, "Oh, where's the little desk?" And he's like, "Actually, this was only used for exterior shots. The one with that, I think it's in England, and like one of the other Bond museums or Scotland." And uh, so that one was a different phantom, but I still got to sit in one that was like on the road and it was in great condition and it was super exciting. So now like between that and the Lotus from Spy Who Loved Me, I see those movies so differently now because I sat in those cars and it was really a really cool experience. So that's my that's my car nerd thing for now. That is too cool. It is. It was so much fun. Getting to sit in James. In any James Bond car at all? Yeah, even if it was awesome. like a, if if it's a copy of it, cool. If like a, I'll be any DB five is cool or any freaking Lotus is cool. But like the fact that like Roger Moore's cheeks touched that seat at one point, that's crazy. I, I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't washed my ass since. Oh god, that's gross. <laughs> I licked it before I left. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I can I've got the. Uh, um, what it uh they call it the vanquish it's right outside Ooh, it, i know you can't see you can't it, see it though the invisibility thing has been on forever invisibility cloak <laughs> but anyways that's that's, that's, that's so funny. wizard annie <laughs> super <laughs> do a roll that's a good trick okay gotta make a note of this real quick and a call back to the longest day episode uh 
I had made a note that tra- the only trailer playing before that movie was the film Jumper. I figured it out. I'm just going to make sure. I'm just going to make sure I get the name right. Okay. So the there were three directors for The Longest Day. Bernard Wicke, Andrew Martin... Now I was wondering why the the jump why Jumper was the only trailer before the longest day. Well, the director of the British and French segments is a man named Ken Anakin. Really? And Jumper stars Hayden Christensen. Whoa. And Samuel Jacksonson. <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah. And they both together played Annex and <laughs> see Skywalk <Saul>. son, <laughs> Skywalk father. Actually, <laughs> all see it all comes together. It's like glue. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm vibing. I'm moving. I'm shaking. This is the first time I'm doing the podcast standing up, and I feel good. I'm Lucy Goose. You gotta stand up for this one. It's Goldfinger. Full of juicy. Goldfinger. You got to stand up for Goldfinger. You gotta. He likes to stand up. Likes, he likes to stand up. But yeah, it's going, we're, going, we're going back to it. Uh, Q, Q scene altogether. Uh, a ten for me because I, I love the I love the the Q scenes that are the best. Are just seeing all the wacky gadgets being worked on. The guy just getting straight up shot in the chest to test a bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> the bulletproof also, they, that's a full big swing with that machine gun. Like, and then you, he lifts the jacket up, and the bulletproof vest is like right in the middle, and there's still like his exposed sides. Yeah, how did he not get shot? In which the would legs? have just been bleeding profusely. <laughs> He's like, well, the chest piece works, and, and then like the I, I like the parking meter. He dies, he dies, and then they go check it, and they're like, well, the chest piece works. I like the parking meter with like the uh, the with I guess it's a smoke, but like, what if I thought like deadly gas? What if those guys are dead in that chamber? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it works. <laughs> okay. Well, how, how many that... how many casualties do you think have been in Q Lab throughout the years? Their families have good insurance <laughs> plans, I tell you. Oh my uh, God! It's called the get like the, the ghetto blaster one alone. There must have been so many casualties, <laughs> or at least like hearing the health insurance must be amazing. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're all, they're all, they're all like, they're, they're all interns. I use Scientologist 007. They sign billion-year contracts. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I give the Q scene a ten. Yes. <clears throat> um, I give Money Penny a ten. She's great. In this same, as well. same. M. Uh, give him. Fuck it. Yeah, give him a. Ten. Yeah. Give him a ten. I'll save this before moving on. Like just. Um, the reason, because I know, like, the big conversation is, like, you know, yeah, there's, like, it doesn't age well completely. But this film, why I love it so much, spoilers, I really love this movie. Um, do you? I do. I do. Uh, it just has, it's the, the reason it's perfect is because it's, like, it's, it has everything you want in a Bond movie. It has, you know... As James Bond obviously has, you know, beautiful women. Has uh, a crazy villain, uh, super eccentric henchman. 
uh, has your gadget seat, has the car, the car again that's used, you know, everything that you like about Bond now sprouted from Goldfinger. Mm. Like, it's insane. Like, even, like, in Casino Royale, that guy that comes out with the Range Rover and throws the uh, keys at Daniel it's Craig. It's supposed to be Goldfinger. That's Goldfinger. Of course you have yeah. to bring a, get a nod of gold. It, the, even the, the Range Rover was gold. It was like, like that was that was him. Mm. Uh, so there's so much about this film that's like, this will, will always be talked about. This is like the... It's the Empire Strikes Back of Bond, really. When people talk about, like, what's your favorite James Bond movie, 90% of the time you're going to hear Goldfinger. It's always Goldfinger. Well, not now. I don't think once once Casino Royale came out and with the retrospective love that Honor Majesty's Secret Service has gotten, I think, I think Goldfinger is still great. I, I still love this movie, but it's... Not as great as I think history has held it up to be, mm. but it's still a great film. It's not. I'm not taking away how good it is. It's fucking awesome. Mm. But there are better Bond films, and there are better Connery Bond films. Mm. Okay. M- my opinion. Oh, yeah, of course. So. Um, okay, should we keep going? But yeah. It's, uh, so after... Q scene. We have him. Is he on the road at this point? I believe. Bond meets Goldfinger oh, at his country club in Kent and plays a round of golf with the him. The best scene. W- uh. Wagering a bar of recovered Nazi gold. Um, also, when we were rating M, Colonel Smithers is giving the lecture. Bond. Mm. <laughs> like I really, yeah. Bond is uh, uh, M is sassy, in this, but sassy. not overly sassy. Mm. Uh, not o- not overly. Just just. Sly sassy. He's always sly Just sassy. Just enough. Bernard Lee is great as Bond. He is... Who's your favorite... Uh, not, why did I say Bond? As M, excuse me. M. M, M, M. Who's your favorite M? Probably Bernard. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, Judy Dench was, was fun. I, I, I was, it was a new... Like, Judy Dench, you know, worked for Pierce and, and Daniel. Um... But yeah, no, Bernard. Bernard was always great because I know. I, I know towards the end he was kind of like you could tell he was just so over it towards the end. Um, but the 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 the, the high the, the earlier movies, he's at his highest peak. He's he's great and like again, like, he's sassy. Uh, he's the boss that you just don't want to mess with. I even love that whole when boss with the sauce when when uh she when bond's talking to money penny and saying like you know it's like oh who's the girl and like uh, the, the, who is she when he's, he's make excuse to she is me. she is me yeah. miss bunny penny and all, all that so it's like i love how he's just he's just that boss that you just don't want to mess with and he's he's very intimidating mm-hmm. if, I, if i was in the room with him i'd be very intimidated to just like sit across the desk from him. he's very you know he's 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 a tough guy that's there's a reason why he was cast he he was perfect Less intimidating and just more commanding respect anyway. Mm. You know, he just, it just, his presence commands respect. Yeah, and Ray Fiennes, I really do feel like he did kind of, he he's kind of, he reminds me of Bernard Lee. I think that's why I like him so much. He does kind of have, he carries himself a little bit like Bernard a bit. Uh, there is the painting of Bernard Lee in No Time to Die, right? Oh, yeah. Was it, is it No Time to Die or? Yeah, it's No Time to Die. No, no, t- no. Bernard Lee shows up, I think, in, Inspector, because uh, they show the other M, I believe. Um, no, it's Bernard. Is Lee. it? Because there was one that showed yep. Robert. 
I will share my screen with you here. Because there is one. Yes, there is one that has Robert Brown on it too. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah. But there, there, there is one in one of the other ones that has Robert Brown on the wall as well. M paintings. Um, so there's one of Dench. There's one of. Oh, right there. Bernard Lee, and where's the one of? Is that is that uh, Robert Brown? Yeah, but what film is it in? I think it's Spectre. But maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Spectre. Robert Brown. Riveting podcasting. Riveting podcasting. I don't think that's that's correct. Um, maybe Scott. Whatever. But yeah. Somebody message in and let us know. We'll look that up. So, so yeah. This is why we have listeners. Exactly. Um. Uh, so, I, yes. yeah, Ray Fiennes is good. He just hasn't had a chance to be a calm M. Yeah. He's always angry. Every time, he, everything he's done has been angry, except except for Skyfall, but he's only M in the last two minutes of that. Then he has that really nice little story time at the end after uh, Bond passes away. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's, go, let's, get, let's get to my, favorites, my favorite sequence in the whole film, uh, the golf sequence. The golf sequence. Um, I don't really have anything to say. Really? About it. I'll bring it on. I'll take it. Go ahead. Uh, take it over. So, so I always liked it because. So, so do we assume? Oh wait, I, I have one note, but I'll get to it when I get to it. Okay. Uh, I do like. Uh, so, so how do we? Kind of rewind back. How how does Goldfinger figure out? that James was there like how they tracked down his room and everything do we know that was where like when they're in Miami and they obviously sent odd job to knock him out and kill uh Jill so how how does Oric find out because I when I when I when I was younger because it's a Bond movie. Hmm. Because I always there's a couple of there's a couple of moments in that in this whole film that can be answered by because it's a Bond movie. Hmm. Because uh, I always love that sequence of them uh, when they're in the golf club and they first arrive, and the guy's like, "Oh hey hey Goldfinger, we have another club member here. Maybe you'd like to rather play with him." And when he says, "How do you do?" He looks at him for a second. He's like, "I recognize that voice." So I'm always thinking that he's figuring out as he's like he's figuring out right. He's putting two two together, but at the mm-hmm. same time, Ajab attacked him. So how they find out how to get to his room? I've got the fix for this. You take the golf scene and you take the Jill Masterson scene and you switch them. Mm. Boom. Mm. Well, actually, I'm sorry. You'd have to take the, take all, take the meeting in London. So you can you end the scene in Miami with him making out with Jill. Then we've got the London scene and the game of golf. Yeah, I think you, I think then you just we, cut out. Then we can have a scene where, where he's at Jill's place. Mm. Boom. That could work. Because she's British anyway. So yeah. Um. Mm. But yeah, so going back to this, I just love this scene, uh, just because uh, it's just wacky. The caddy is my favorite. He's just uh, hilarious, and he's just there to help Bond, 
this ta this take down this piece of crap Goldfinger. Well, my note for that is. If you've got a sneaky plan, why don't you yell about it? <laughs> the ball you found, sir? You found his ball? <laughs> oh, let's trick him now. <laughs> Do you think he fell for it? It is how yeah, sorry. It just, it's just funny how like how this clever it was. Uh just I didn't I didn't know that these strict rules of golf were a thing. Like you had to play the same ball the whole the whole way through. And I, it was wacky. My father attempted to teach me golf many times really? and I always had trouble taking to it. Really? I used to golf. Uh, he was a very good golf teacher too. Really? Um but I just had trouble taking to it. I was never good and I know, you know, people say when you're not good at something, don't give up, keep trying, you get better. But you have to be interested in that thing right. or have a reason to get good at it. Like, like I can lift my, if the only way I can lift my family out of poverty and cure my cancer is to win this golf game, then yeah, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> but, but there's no stakes for it. It's just costing me money to be here and not being good. And it, golf is a very long game, so I'm not being good for a very long time. It doesn't really inspire me to want to get better, so therefore I don't know the strict rules. Mm -hmm. Nothing but respect to people who can play golf very well. It's it's a tricky thing. It is. But it's, it's also it's also a you know it's a, kind of an elitist yeah, but, uh, nonsense sport. Mm. But yeah, I just I, I think it's funny. I do think it's hilarious because like I said, I did used to golf back in the day, and uh, I used to use uh, I tried to find penfold hearts. And like they're like just penfold alone, uh, they're like they were kind of hard to find. But I did find some, uh, and they're I think I think the James Bonding boys mentioned this too. They're terrible golf balls. <laughs> they're just really, yeah. really not the best golf balls in the world. But um, the uh, Slashingers, they're pretty, my dad always used Slashingers, so I th because of golf like things. I know it it just was apparently a popular brand. I think I actually. Do you know anyone that needs a set of golf clubs? <laughs> I've got my dad's golf clubs to get my rid of. My dad might take them. But oh, look at this. Okay. Sorry for viewers. No. So, sorry for listeners that I'm just... Well, there's no viewers. Well, listeners. There's only listeners. Because they can't view. Uh, so you're apologizing to the listeners because they can't view. Uh, it's not coming uh, into focus, but you just read to me what it is. Slashinger Slash one. Slashinger so I got, one. I, I got, I got Goldfinger Slashinger one. Well, this is like a newer one, uh, but yeah, they actually sell. If you're so inclined, uh, they do sell a, uh, like a Goldfinger set of uh, 007 set of penfolds because uh, mm. they all came in like card suits. So it's like it hearts, spades, all that. Mm. I'm like, I just want the penfold hearts. My penfold hotch. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of fun for uh, uh, for that. But it was a, I just love that scene because it's like, you know, because you know Bond is really like trying to like, you know, just just get through this. And when he like offers the gold up, and he's like, yeah, we'll we'll play for it. And it's that scene when he said like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, a shilling a hole, blah blah blah. And that look comes upon his face. He's like, okay, now I have to actually play good. I can't mess around now. Like he's like having a tough time and then when they come up with that idea to like switch his ball 
They're like, all right, perfect. When Connery said, when Connery said, shilling a hole, Goldfinger should have said, I've never shilled before. <laughs> like, uh, do you like Kipling? I don't know. I've never Kippled. <laughs> But yeah, I just I just enjoy that scene. Uh, and fun fact, I think we talked about it. Some I think we just had a conversation about it, like on the side. Uh, somebody bought that that golf club. Yeah, like yeah. for like billions of dollars. So that's probably the most expensive. Do you know anyone who will buy my golf clubs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure for hundreds of dollars. I'm, I'm sure. Put on the, put on the marketplace, dude. I'm sure somebody will find that. It's it's almost summertime. Shameless promo, folks. Buy these golf clubs, and they're worth more because they come from Connery Curious's very Connery own Curious. Dylan Titus. We'll sign. We'll them. sign the golf club story. Both of us will sign them. We'll put it. I'll throw in a Slashinger Seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look there at that. There we go. You're getting a deal. There we go. You gotta come pick it up though. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you're local. Well, I mean, I'll ship it, but it'll. You'll have to pay the shipping because it's heavy. You know, it's a golf. It set. is. So. Mario, did you know this movie premiered in London on my birthday? Really? Yeah. No way. Yep. And then its official UK premiere was the day after. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a Bond movie that premiered on my birthday. Didn't premiere in the US until December 22nd. You're joking. I never joke about my work, Mario. <laughs> Ooh, uh, so I'm, uh, just for shits, I'm looking because this, this is we're on the conversation. Just for poops. Uh, oh yeah, let's see the the official Penfold uh, website. They have 007 collection. So there's a uh, a pack of a bunch of I don't know how, exactly how many Penfold hot 007 collections for forty bucks. Penfold hot. Uh, oh, a 007 playing card ball marker for thirty five. You can get a Penfold 007 uh, towel for thirty five. Uh, oh, it's 007 60th anniversary uh, limited edition Sunday bag for three hundred dollars. Do they all have terrible 007 logos on them? <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah. Does the ball have it? Oh yeah, it has 007 on the penfold. But it's not. It's cool that they use the old 60s logo for penfold. So that's kind of cool. Uh, that might be the same. Is that the same logo it is today? I don't know. But yeah, they do have a little 007 on it. But it's like. So you can find like a legitimate penfold penfold heart. Let's look at that. I'm going to give you a quick eBay. Uh, you, you won't catch me buying it, but you will catch me buying that uh, 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 powder blue terry cloth. I, I really want. Onesie. I really want one. <laughs> yeah, you Sp- sent me that. Especially seeing him in one. it today, like seeing him. Better be in the correct size, and it'd be snuggly and wuggly and oof. Yeah, they got they That's got good. a they got um. They have it in my size for sure, so like, I'm like, I'm, I'm considering it. Tax returns. I think we. I'm gonna get a. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Terry cloth onesie, and wear it around around the pool. All right, let's uh, let's keep going through the plot. Let's here. do it. So in during the golf game, Goldfinger attempts to cheat, but Bond tricks him into losing the match. How does Goldfinger attempt to cheat? Oh yes, yes, because um, our job drops the ball. Yes, my bad. Sorry. Uh, Goldfinger warns Bond against interfering in his affairs, and Oddjob demonstrates his formidable strength and the deadly ease with which he can decapitate any victim with his special steel-rimmed hat. Goldfinger has Oddjob demonstrate on a stone statue. Why 
who crushes a golf ball. A very strong person. They're not. They're not. They're not easy to crush. They're. They're pretty hard. Oh, it's odd job. Yes, when he's in the car. Yep. Oh yeah, odd job. Before he drives. It's like, oh, this must be, this must yeah. be yours. Yeah. Yeah, forgive me. I, oh, I'm I like, thought, am I confusing this with a different Oh, I thought, I thought you yep. were doing like a Jerry Seinfeld. Like, who crushes a golf ball? Who crushes a golf ball? Honestly. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking on the odd job hat, there was a, a, screen, uh, a prop odd job hat at the same museum that had the actual razor. Odd prop. Odd, odd prop. But had the, had the razor blade in it. And I'm like, man, that must have been heavy to wear. It's like it was like a thick piece of metal. <laughs> it mm. was very interesting. And you got to make it like conducive to throwing yeah, and safe, like because it was like it was pretty close to like where your head would be. So I'm like, I'm, I'm picturing myself pick go cutting my head open. Yeah. Jeez, probably not safe for the people that it was being thrown. Yeah, at, that but. too. Unless that was a regular hat, I hope it was just a regular. hat. Oh, you can tell it. When, you can tell it, it was on a when string. when it hits Jill Masterson. Oh yeah, or Tilly. Tilly, excuse if me. If you look at it, it looks like it's on a like a like a like a wire. Mm. That that that's one thing about this movie too. The, I think the most iconic sounds from like from yeah. like the the loud like Odd Jobs theme like thing thing like the just the just the loud. Our life together is so <laughs> is so precious. Together, anyways, we have grown. We have grown. Lucy's gonna think I'm like calling for something. <laughs> Hector Salamanca, in yeah. Here. <laughs> I was I made that joke when I got this. I got this Abella, the Hollywood Tower of Terror. And I was like, I should put this on a wheelchair, and I could be my cosplay for like Halloween or something. Uh, I was doing uh, John Lennon's song. That's fine. But anyways, uh, but yeah, so I I loved it, and uh, and then we get the great uh, showcase of what the Aston Martin can do. There's that beautiful shot of them driving through the uh, the countryside. Switzerland through Geneva. Also, what a convenient airport! Like he missed that flight to get on with Goldfinger, but like they set him up with a flight. One half an hour. Like later. that was just. To, nowadays, it's like we have one for you about like seventeen hours from now. But perfect. Yeah, and it goes nine other places that you weren't <laughs> planning on going. You're getting where you want to go four days late. <laughs> you would land and like Operation Grand Slam happened like three days ago. <laughs> yeah, at least I made it. But but the talent show is tonight. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Bond trails Goldfinger to Switzerland, where he meets Jill's sister, Tilly, who attempts and fails to assassinate Goldfinger. Just while he's standing next to innocent civilians, too. Yeah. But she sucks. And she didn't even... Sorry. And, she sucks. And, like, you don't notice, like, obviously notice that, like, Bond is standing right there because she hits like almost Bond's feet. It's like yeah, she's a horrible get shot. Somewhere else. Why wouldn't she wait till Goldfinger was alone? Yeah, or driving or something. Yeah, run him you know off the I mean? road or something. Like Jesus, it was just like super. Or s- snipe him as he's driving away and he's sitting in the back, yeah. so it doesn't cause a car accident. Yeah, you know, like there's easier ways to do it, and especially not when there's innocent fruit selling children around. Um, uh, and then uh, she also ties into the everyone yells mm. 
Stop. What are you doing? I'm trying to kill Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing about... So what bothered me that was like kind of a missed opportunity. So one of the greater gadgets that like are known about the DB5 is it changes its license plate. Mm. And you have that scene of when he runs Tilly off the road and she... So cruel. Yeah, just like aggressive. Um, and she just suddenly stops. Yeah. <laughs> but she like looks back at the car and you get an establishing shot of the car. So I'm thinking she's, she's looking at the plate. So I'm thinking, yeah. why not showcase the plate changing? Like, maybe have a scene where, like, she tries to call the cops for, like, you know, APB on a DB5. Like, why why show the plates if you're not going to use them? It's, well, we also don't see that there's an oil slick. Q doesn't say that. You know? He says it. It's a smokescreen, oil he? slick, left and right, oh, okay, front wing yeah. machine guns. Well, I don't know. We we know that the, the plates are there, and maybe there was a deleted scene, but also... It's just cool to know that it's there. Yeah, it's just like because I, I always and I always wondered because the new DB5 that was in no time to die had a different license plate on it. it had BMT. BMT was like the iconic plate for every single DB5 in every movie. So they changed mm. it. So I had to go back and see if it was one of the alternate plates. It's not, and I was upset. I was like, why not use one of the alternate plates then? Like that was that bummed me out. But anyways, I'm just an angry nerd. Yeah, you're getting so angry about all these things, man. Do you need to talk? I just love these movies so much, man, and I can make them. <laughs> They're not things to get angry about. It's okay. If it was, if it made a big plot hole in the yeah, movie no, no, no. that was frustrating just... beyond belief, then yes, I'd understand. No, but, this movie is. Uh, this thing, Dylan. This movie is so perfect. I'm trying to find negative things to say about. It. <laughs> okay, well then we. There's negative things to oh, talk yeah, about yeah. it. Um, uh. <clears throat> Let's keep going. Do it. Uh, Bond sneaks into Goldfinger's refinery and overhears him telling a Chinese nuclear physicist, Ling, that he incorporates gold into the bodywork of his Rolls-Royce Phantom III to smuggle it out of England. Bond also overhears Goldfinger mention Operation Grand Slam and encounters Tilly, who again tries to kill Goldfinger. An alarm is tripped, and Oddjob kills Tilly with his lethal hat. Bond is captured and strapped to a table with an overhead industrial laser, the beam slicing towards him. Uh, Bond lies to Goldfinger that MI6 knows about Operation Grand Slam. Goldfinger spares Bond's life so MI6 can think he is safe. Pilot Pussy Galore flies the captive Bond to Goldfinger's stud farm near Lexington, Kentucky in a private jet. Once there, Bond escapes his cell and witnesses Goldfinger's meeting with American mafiosi who are supplying materials for Operation Grand Slam. Goldfinger plans to breach the U.S. Boolean Depository at Fort Knox by releasing Delta-9 nerve gas into the atmosphere, killing the personnel. Uh, if, if this movie was made at any time after 1976, um, one of the American mafiosi in the Goldfinger's meeting. It would have been, I, I bring you, would I bring you a million dollars and you will you do this to me, Goldfinger? <laughs> Those guys are my favorite. That scene always makes me laugh, just because it's because th- it, it's. It starts with one of them riding on a fucking <laughs> uh, rocking horse. Hey, I like this. <laughs> That's like the dialogue they get. Is fine, but like it's the stuff they say in the background. It's like they're just like this. They're just saying things. It's like, hey, who turned mm. on the lights? What's that map doing there? 
What is this, some kind of merry-go-round? <laughs> so you got a key or something? What's with that crazy pool table? <laughs> what's that What's that trick pool table? They're just so, <laughs> so ridiculous. I love it because it's kind of like reminiscent of, I mean, it happens years later, of the mobsters from Diamonds Are Forever. Just... It's like I want. I, I believe that they're like the same like kind of group of people, but yeah. The one who plays Mr. Solo looks like um, I didn't know there was a pool. Yeah, there. it's not. It's yeah, not him. Yeah, but it's like but the same I idea. Don't think it is. Yeah, him. it's definitely not him because he only he, he Martin Benson. Yeah, he only shows up in two movies. I, I looked it up to see if he ever showed up before. He hasn't. That would have been great. He he's in Goldfinger, and that's that's it. No other Bond film. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, as Han Solo. Han Solo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they would kind of jump around, too, uh, with that whole paragraph you just read. It's, it's go back to the uh, sort of factory, f- finds, uh, finds Tilly, blah, blah, they show up. So two, pr- two problems here with me. One, why bother having her run to the opening when she's protected perfectly in a DB5 with the... Because all she does is yell. <laughs> she's, she won't shut up no matter what I, I want say. I want to die. Yeah, just throw her out there into the open. And if maybe while she's running this way, I can get away. And then the henchman who clearly... This is cruel, but, you know, <laughs> it's the spy game. It is what it is. So, yes. so that happened. And then these henchmen who clearly saw what this car can do, dropping oil, dropping frickin' uh, smoke... And, and meanwhile, Sean Connery is dropping bombs. Dropping, b- dropping bombs. And why would you have uh, escort him back in the car and have him drive his own car? You're just asking him to drive off. <laughs> okay, I have a note on that. I didn't write it down, but I was singing it the whole time. While they're driving away, while he and Tilly are driving away, and like it's a, the, the chase scene. I wanted him because he's still getting used to having the car, or at least in my mind he is. So I want him to accidentally hit the ejector seat <laughs> and just launch her right out. <laughs> oh no! Oops. Oh, like when she was talking too much, uh, and then she like launched launched it. He's looking around. Q, how do I get her back? <laughs> There's got to be a, bu- a reverse button in there. Because the ejector seat is great. But, like, I think just the way it was executed was weird because they should have had it be where when he – because he has a car in front of him and a car behind him. And they're at the gate, and they have that old woman, which I always assume is Gold Goldfinger's mom, <laughs> was running the gate. Oh, Auric, you're bringing your friends around. I don't like these people you're hanging out with. They're not, they're not criminals. Auric, why don't you start hanging around with more criminals and mafioso international gangs? I, okay, all right. I, I like these uh, Korean boys that are hanging around. I like them. They're nice. <laughs> Especially that one that doesn't say anything. Except when I ask him what his favorite band is, he goes, ah. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah. And I go, they did a great Bond theme. Do you like the Bond series? <laughs> I'm the waitress from oh, earlier. Oh, back. Yes, I didn't die. I was dead tired, and I took a nap where I don't breathe. Uh. It looked like your uh, co-host mistook my death. I did the thing where Pierce Brosnan does, where he imagines all the horrible things that happen to him, which you would think would raise your heart rate 
as you're thinking about all the horrible things that have happened to you while you were being tortured in captivity. That would be probably terrible, but apparently it lowers your heart rate down to nothing, and that's what I do. Wow. Yeah, I think about all the horrible things that happened to me, and my heart just stops. You are, you are a sad, strange woman. No, I'm a pretty happy and normal woman as far as oh, I'm well, concerned. Oh, thank God. Yes. Uh, can I interest you in uh, another Vespers martini? Sure, I think I might need one. And how about your co-host? Would you like anything? Dylan, would you like anything? Oh, he's dead. Oh, no. Tired. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just smack him awake. Wake up, stupid. <laughs> all right, good. He's awake now. I'll let him get back to podcasting with you. Anything from the trolley, dears? <laughs> we'll take the lot. Excellent. Here's the lot. What's on the trolley? It's one one candy bar called the lot. <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy it. Goodbye. Uh, well, I've been smacked back awake from my weird nightmare world because the dream, you can't kill the dream. You can't kill a dream. Yeah, just like Sean Connery said in The Next Man. <laughs> Sorry, about, so uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but we'll move on. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so the car chase. Um, when he runs into the wall... Um, because there's a mirror at the end of the yeah. thing. Which, uh, one, is that Goldfinger, did he put that there? <laughs> or is it just a mirror that's, like, they got lucky because there was a mirror in that alley. But also, Oddjob, like, turns and looks at it, and it's the great reveal, like, oh, it was a mirror the whole time. But the way Oddjob looks at himself and the way it cuts from him to the mirror... I expected him to wave and go, "Hi, other odd job," <laughs> or 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 get scared of like, "Oh, ah, who's that?" Or he do, he he doesn't see his reflection. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a vampire," <laughs> and all the henchmen also don't see the reflection, so odd job has to kill them. But like, I, I like the idea that like that that the mirror is a defense mechanism for car chases because they had a lot of car chases in this factory area, and but it, it's very Looney Tunes, isn't it? Like very like paint, right? painting the, the the fake yeah, tunnel, paint a tunnel, <laughs> just runs runs right into it. Excellent! I can exit this way. <laughs> See, it's even got exit right above it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, very sad. And then he dri- he drives through it, and then when uh, Ajab like as the roadrunner or as the coyote, excuse me, like looks at it, a truck comes through the other way and hits him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Another thing this this uh, Aston Martin can do, 007. It can defy reality and apply cartoon logic to the situation. Uh, he, 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 cartoon logic? You must be joking. <laughs> he, I always joke about my work, 007. It's how it's achieved. I want a Bond movie, but uh, in the uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit universe. Oh, my God, yes. That'd be so much fun. And it's James Bond Jr. Yes. And then you just... As the animated <laughs> one. James Bond has to work with James Bond Jr. And... It's Craig. Ooh. 
because he is like the most vicious killer of all of them. But now he's really embracing his comedic side. Mm. You know, like that 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 Muppets uh, Knives Out trailer. This is it works perfectly. Yeah. Like I want that so bad now. And he's so good as Benoit Blanc. Mm. I think he is. He's great. He's like I love his Bond, but like if I was to keep one, I would keep Benoit because it just he's just fantastic. Yeah, I could. The only Craig Bond film I couldn't lose is Casino. Same. Yeah. And I could lose the first half of, of Casino Royale. You could cut that. Mm-hmm. It, it, just give me the, the that's back a, half. That's a movie. long movie. It is a very long movie. Um, okay. Casino Royale. The mobs- uh, oh, okay. So while he's on the table with the laser, that scene is still perfect. Mm-hmm. That is an absolutely perfect scene. Um, it's so tense. It is to this day. That scene is so. Tense. <laughs> I do want to cut it um, though, where <laughs> when he's like deciding, like when he's about to leave, and he's like, you know, he's like, they know what I know, blah 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 blah, and it cuts to him with the laser, and it cuts to him talking to like one of the scientists, and like kind of mouthing something. And they're like, there's, there's literally they're casually talking at the door. That cuts back mm. to Connery. Did you catch that game last night? Like that's—I I, want to cut like a like a, a, a like a casual conversation in that. Like keep cutting it back and forth, like him with the with this thing. It's like so. Anyway, so yeah, we watched the game last night. Ah, those those Bills—they they messed it up again. And he's still on the table. Those Red Sox, man, they really just can't pull off an Operation <laughs> Grand Slam to save their life. Anyways, what do you got? What do you guys want to get for dinner? Should we get like? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Chili's, Applebee's. We order in. We can door dash it. ADR some dialogue in there because you can't hear what they're saying. So have it cut back and forth like seven more times than it does. Yeah, because you, you can cut it for sure. So that laser just keeps slowly moving up, and, and you just keep talking to their, just keep cutting to their conversation. Well, I'll, I'll keep going through the uh, through the Wikipedia. The mobsters ridicule Goldfinger's scheme, particularly a Mister Sholo who demands to be paid immediately and leaves before the others are gassed to death by Goldfinger. Bond is captured by Pussy Galore, but attempts to alert the CIA by planting his homing device in Solo's pocket as he leaves. Unfortunately, Solo is killed by Oddjob and his body destroyed in a car crusher with the homing How device. is that going to work? What? It's like, uh, him? The retrieval of the gold from the cube? No, just what was he thinking about pu- taking... Like I understand, like rolling it up, and then like that alerts that he's moving again. But like, who would think to be like, "Hey, check your pockets," like you know? No, it's for Felix to start tracking that guy. Oh. So they they catch up to him, and realize, oh, that's not Bond. Oh shoot, we should probably like and, grab and, that guy and, and search him. Knows, and then they find the note. Yeah. Like, okay. That. That, I'm guessing that was Bond's intention. Yeah, because... However, everything around it is stupid, because why tell everyone your plan and then kill them? Um, <clears throat> why build that big elaborate set for one diorama uh, when you've got the map there that you could have just used on the screen? Dioramas are um, very effective. They are great. I, I love it. I'm not knocking 
it. It's Ken Adams set design is phenomenal. Uh, um, but also the uh, gold is still in the car. Like, why would you even like Solo doesn't even see the gold being loaded into the car. Why would you even put it in mm. there? Does he not see it? You know, like we see it because the camera is there behind the car. But then Solo is walking out like right as the trunk is being uh. shut. So he doesn't even see it. He sees that something is being loaded in there, but he could have just fucking loaded a. I think I, I think Goldfinger. I think that's just Goldfinger's character. He's just like sadistic, and he just he likes that like game of like you almost had it. I mean, he even talks about like I mean, look what he does to his car. You know, like yeah. he's destroying his car to like. Cause that's the thing. The the just to play a game with something. Yeah, and he he says the table is gold too. So he's just wasting gold because he's got so much yeah. of it. Who gives a and shit? He wants more. It's, he's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bond confronts Goldfinger over the logistical implausibility of moving the gold. As Goldfinger denies an intent to steal it, Bond deduces from the presence of Mr. Ling that Goldfinger has been offered a dirty bomb by the Chinese government to detonate it inside the vault to irradiate the gold for decades. Goldfinger's own gold will increase in value, and the Chinese gain an advantage from the economic chaos. Goldfinger warns that any attempt to interfere will result in the bomb being detonated at another vital U.S. location. Mm. Uh, Bond engages in a fight with Pussy, Sorry. Oh, this is tough to... Bond engages in a fight with Pussy Galore. Oh, yeah, yeah. That ends with him embracing... Ends with them embracing and forming their own James Bond. <laughs> unbeknownst to Goldfinger. Uh, okay. Um... Oh, sorry. Uh... So here, Going through I do minutes. have a question though. Okay, I do have a question for you. Yeah. So I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to lean on this scene, bars. Lean on scene. Um. When you're James Bond, <laughs> and I'll be your spy. I'll help you finish the job, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need. Somebody to James Bond. Not like that. You just spy army brother, Goldfinger at hand. We all need somebody to James Bond. Okay. <laughs> I think I lost my thought again. Sorry. Was oh, okay. So on this subject of the awkward scene of Pussy Galore and Bond in the, in the barn. Yeah, I have notes about that. Uh, so, it unfortunately does kind of have to happen to get your end game of how Felix gets to Fort Knox. But, you can get there in a gentler but way. I want to ask you, how would you rewrite it? So, okay, well, the, way, the thing I wrote down is the barn scene is 90% okay. When they're flipping each other around, that is fine. They're just showing off to each other that they can have the ability to fucking kick each other's yeah. asses. Because he tries to pull some manly shit that he's like, I'm I'm the man and you will answer to me. And she's like, nope. And she just gives him a little flip there. And she's like, I am not taking your shit. 
So he flips her back, and they flip each other a little bit, and that's fine. It is the last 10% that is not okay at all when he is absolutely forcing himself on her, and she just gives in at the last second. Not cool. Not cool at all. You could have just had this go way better. Um, it, you could have gotten rid of all the flips. If I was to rewrite the scene, it would be a conversation. That's it. And just ask... Because he asks her, he's like, how in, and, how in on this are you or something like that? And just he should just explain it and be like, look, he's going to kill people. People are going to die. And even if you don't think this gas is harmless, there are people driving large, uh, dangerous vehicles there that are going to f- pass out and, and kill people. Mm. People are going to die in this. A lot of people are going to die. Do you really want to participate yeah, in this? Yeah, having them work together like, is way better than, like, yeah, like, I like uh, they, technically they appeal, do. Appeal appeal to uh, your girls are in in the, the planes. They will be shot down. You know, that gas doesn't work that quickly. You know, they see planes coming in that they don't recognize. They will shoot those planes down. Mm. You know? Yeah. Appeal to that. You don't. Want, you don't want. You do not want to lose your. The members of your flying circus. You know. Mm-hmm. Appeal to her as a person. Exactly. That's how I would have done that. You can still have like one moment where she like holds her own and be like, "You will not be grabbing me," and that'd be fine. And he goes, "Okay, fine. I won't be grabbing you." But here's the situation. Mm. Um, I do have a couple of notes to work back up to that. What do you think of that scene? Of uh, the bar scene? Bar yeah, barn, barn scene? scene? Yeah. Barn scene? Uh, yeah, I gotta agree. Um, Those are another, that's another race from Star Wars. The car geeks and the barn scenes. The car scene. geeks and the barn scenes. Um, yeah, it definitely is a little uncomfy, um, but I do like the, uh, you know, I do like the playful aspect of it, and like... The hay looks comfy, though. I yeah, say. I wouldn't mind sleeping on a bale of hay. That's, that's, that's nice. That's where Shalico sleeps. That's true. Yeah, Shalico can do it. Also with Honor Blackman. Yeah. She's in that movie. She doesn't sleep on the I know, with him. But close. Um, so sadly, in both the, both movies, she is forced upon. Yeah, seriously, she's she sadly. deserves better because she's. We gotta give her her flowers, man. She she is fantastic. She, I, I did enjoy her in Shalico as well. Uh, so, she's a great. Yeah, actress. she's she's fan, she was fantastic. So, oh. I will say she looks. Amazing in purple. Yeah, that Jesus. purple outfit. She looks incredible, and at the, the end, white and the gold in the white. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah she looks. I even liked her. I like her in her classic uh, black jumpsuit when she's on the plane when you first meet her. This iconic mm. looking thing. You know, it's like of course you know I like seeing a little bit of clavage. You know, I don't mind a little bit of cleavage. But yeah, she looks great. Not like a little suit. Clavage. Clavage. I played the clavage in, in band school. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a brass instrument, you see. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, she's she's fantastic. Big round ash, <laughs> brash. That's something too. I, I guess we well now that we're on it, I guess we can rate the uh, the female uh, lead. Your for lack of a better term, bottom girl. Blackman, I'm going to give her a nine. Nine. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think I agree because that's that w- that's definitely on paper. That's a great uh, character. That's just a great character where she is she is the uh, a a henchman. She works for the villain, and you mm-hmm. get that face that face turn. If we're talking about wrestling terms, 
She's, she's, a, she's working for the heels, but she turns face. She flips. Flips he, flips face. Uh, so I, I, I like Dude, that. Dude, that fucking flips face, man. Hell yeah. But, yeah, it's like it's it's like your it's it's your Darth it's your Darth Vader moment. I hate myself. For it's that. fine. We'll, 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 we'll. It's it's my Darth Vader moment. No, that was yeah, that was your Vader moment. No, no, it's a uh, no. Pussy Galore is like is is kind of like Vader. She's like she is a hench a hedge person, you know, to you know Goldfinger, aka Palpatine, whatever, and then like she turns Gold Palpatine. Oh, that sounds that sounds like a. a a makeup. No, no, it sounds like a an entree. Some gold poutine. Yeah. Gold like poutine, but it's, it's or, like poutine, but gold. It's, it's sprinkled with gold gravy. Yeah, but don't get your uh, don't get your pal's finger in your gold Ooh, poutine. Oh, good lord. But anyways, Honor Blackman, uh, she is uh, fantastic, and I love her. She is she's great in this, and she was great in Chalico too. And I hope we see her in more. Um. So I have a note on the laser scene. Laser. Uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger makes some. He says some line that uh, another double O gave Bond up. Like they found him out because another double O gave Bond up. Is that what he says? Because I was trying to analyze that myself. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up the scene because I kind of want to hear that too. Because guess the other thing too. I will also pull up the scene. I've made a marker, so I punch it in here. You have been recognized. Let's say by one of your opposite numbers, who is also licensed to kill. You have been recognized. Let's say by one of your opposite numbers, who is also licensed to kill. That's the line. What, what if he's fibbing? I think I yeah I think he's because that's the whole too. thing he because because uh, bon, I think Bond knows that he's like he's lying no one else would give us up and like yeah. so he's doing it to him where he's like oh yeah MI six knows so I think it's both of them yeah. are like trying to like uh you know have their poker face up okay that's I I'm glad I clarified mm. that with you um <clears throat> what other notes do I have okay. that'd be cool though that'd... imagine that that'd be a cool reveal that we get to see like 008 or something because they talk right. about the blade the beginning because like he says when after he's like you know m's like you know it's not a revenge mission we can also we have 008 to replace you and if they come out yeah. with 008 is like like a like secret like mole or something for goldfinger like that'd be crazy so uh, i yeah that'd be that'd be exciting Oof. Um, Goldfinger remake. Let's do it. Yeah, the the they mentioned 008 twice. Yeah. In this one, so, so I have a screen I want to show you here. Um, excuse me. Um, I'll just pull up the entire screen here. So at one hour, one minute, and forty-seven seconds, odd job motions follow me and there's a sign right behind him <laughs> in bright yellow that says follow me <laughs> oh look at that suit that's a suit that i modeled my uh my wedding suit after that one specifically the gray, oh, yeah, the gray huh? one that's the one follow me manners <laughs> Man, isn't that funny I've though never, that follow i never noticed right that that's it. so funny it's like the uh, make your choice. <laughs> you know, little things that you never notice, like perfect synchronicity. Yes. 
Like, oh, or maybe maybe on the set they're like, oh my god, there's a sign that says follow me. Maybe when Ajab motions to follow, we put him right in front of that sign. That's so funny. Um, okay, what other notes do I have? So the car crushing scene can be mixed with uh, Breaking Bad when they're crushing the van mm-hmm. down. Or not the van, excuse me, the RV. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It also yeah. reminds me of Herbie fully loaded. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. But like we watch it recently. We're at Disney. Yeah. Herbie the Love Bug is the, the Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah, with Michael Yeah, Keaton. but the beginning, like Lindsay Lohan's looking for a new car and Herbie's in the junkyard. And there's a scene that he's going to go into a car crusher. And he's just like wiggling around he drops down so you can have it drop down and cut that he's like about to hit odd jobs car or something <laughs> and, he, and then the end james bond will return in thunderball oh <laughs> uh, nah, that'd be funny james bond driving herbie the that'd be bond. hilarious is like <laughs> yeah because herbie does have gadgets he has he has an oil slick he always be and a bulletproof windshield <laughs> and just one, just one yeah only the back one the front ones are like trash it's the back passenger window yeah. <laughs> oh yeah they're so small in the back oh. um yeah yep <laughs> uh my next note is goldfinger at the meeting says you can have a million today or 10 million you know like or 10 million later no, he, say, he says I'm, 10 I'm not... millions 10 millions tomorrow ah well, I'm not doing the voice very well, but but either way, I just I it, in my head I went, you can have a million today, or what's behind door number three? <laughs> and all the gangsters like door number three, door number three, <laughs> or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. <laughs> We're sorry, it's a Chuck E. Cheese watch. <laughs> what's that box doing over there? <laughs> I thought there was a box down there. <laughs> um, oh, <did> you? <laughs> okay, uh, another another phrase, or another quote I have from Goldfinger is, uh, touts looking for racing tips. <laughs> touts. touts. Bunch of touts. Also, speak of that uh, meeting scene, I always laugh at the close-up. I don't think it's 80-yard, but when the guy goes, banks don't open on Sundays. He's just yep. right in the lens of the camera, like, banks don't open on Sundays. Cut to Uncle Vernon. No post on Sundays. <laughs> no post on Sundays. Uh, uh, my next note on a black man in purple looks fantastic. Yes. Um, okay, now we're up to that. All righty. <clears throat> now we get to the grand finale. We're uh, approaching Fort Knox. The, the, grand the Grand Slam. Club. Operation Grand Slam launches with Pussy Galore's flying circus spraying gas over Fort Knox, seemingly killing the military guards and government personnel. Goldfinger's private army breaks into Fort Knox and accesses the vault as Goldfinger arrives in a helicopter with the bomb. In the vault, Goldfinger's henchman, Keish. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest henchman in the world. Keish. Keish. Kish. I'm sorry, I, I said it wrong. It's Kish. He, uh, what, what's Kish. the actor's name? Uh, let me see if I find him. Kish, 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 Michael Mellinger. Michael Mellinger. Try to find him uh, younger. He's uh, in Gladiator, Goldfinger, Eye of the Needle. Oh, he's in Eye it, of the Needle. Okay, I want to watch Eye of the Needle. In some of the shots, I think it was a shot when he's closing the door before they gas the mobsters. I don't know why. He, in that frame, he looked like Pete Davidson for a second. 
He does have a bit of a Pete Davidson kind of look yeah. going on. So I was like, oh. his first his first film was Larry the Lamb, a TV film in 1947. Oh. Um, but he he is in Eye of the Needle, which I need to watch because I've read the book and I really really like the book. Um, if I still have it, I'll let you borrow it. It's a really good book, mm. um, and it was adapted as a film in 1981 and directed by a man named Richard Marquand, and that got him the job for Return of the Jedi. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, He was in one episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. He was in the TV miniseries of Born Identity back in 88. Wow. And he's he's a trainer in the extended edition of Gladiator. Shit. Hmm. And he died in 2004. Anyway, um, <clears throat> also, if you look in the IMDb uh, castles, the t- choices of photos are very interesting for people. Um, okay, let's continue with the plot. Uh, in the vault, Goldfinger's henchman, Kish, handcuffs Bond, handcuffs Bond to the bomb. Unbeknownst to Goldfinger, Bond's intimacy with Pussy Galore convinced her to alert the U.S. authorities. The nerve gas has been replaced with a harmless substance. Goldfinger locks the vault with Bond, Oddjob, and Kish trapped inside. Uh, I will say I don't like the maternal instincts line. I appeal to a maternal instinct. Mm. Not, no, nope, nope. My penis was good enough that it made her want to have a baby, and wanting to have a baby is the opposite of killing (laughs) 60,000 people, so she decided not to. Um, When the U.S. Army begin their attack, Goldfinger kills nuclear expert Ling in a ruse and escapes. I really like that Mm. moment. It's very clever (laughs) of Goldfinger. Kish attempts to disarm the bomb, but Oddjob kills him. Bond frees himself with Kish's key, but Oddjob batters him before he can stop the bomb. I loved Kish's death. That was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Just being tossed off there. And his head was like, you know, you can be the hero, but like, I I cannot. And just he's trying to take down the bomb, but Oddjob is he's like, like, no, I don't care. Like, he's Oddjob gets the job done. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, no matter what, I will, I will go down with with the building as long as my boss gets what he wants. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Kish says, you can play hero. I'm not. Uh, so I have a couple of notes on this. Instant faints are hilarious. Everyone just fainting instantly is hilarious. Um, uh, more biscuit dough dynamite to blow open the gate. Um, and then when they're using the laser at the door, I wanted Luke Skywalker to walk out. <laughs> and, you know... And they, Goldfinger was like, "More, shoot him more!" No, he's had to blow up, and he he comes out and just shows yeah. up and turns on his lightsaber. <laughs> which um, uh, the vault fight 
is tense as hell, and I give it a 10, but also I want lightsabers in it. There's multiple times where Bond is using a bat-like melee weapon. Turn it into a lightsaber for me, folks. Yes. Please. Please. Also, side note, uh, uh, while we're talking about the bank, again, I wanted to see if they gave tours. They do not let people into the actual bank, but there is a great museum and other surrounding areas, and you can actually go to the gates and like take pictures by the gate. So that's also nice. if we ever make our way to Kentucky, Dylan, we gotta go take a picture in front. Write that off. Take a picture in front of Fort Knox because like because I, I, I always thought like is this is this what that what it looks like? And yeah, that's that's what Fort Knox looks like. The same damn building. So I thought there was this. It's just so cool to see it in per, like you know in real life. It's like man, that's where that's where freaking that's where gold is. It's crazy. I want to. Can I want to know? That's where gold is. There's no picture. I don't know if there's. Is, is there a picture of Fort Knox Bank interior? Because that's like just a crazy uh, setup. Because oh yeah, it doesn't really look like it. But like I like the just the the, the, the dozens of levels and the wall of gold behind the cage. It's such a beautiful it's set. Just, it's such a beautiful. Yeah, set. so it's really cool. They weren't allowed in. That's not what. It yeah, I'm like. looking up right now, and it's like it looks. It looks like uh, the end of uh, Indiana Jones. Let me give this to you here. Blah, 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 blah. But yes, I, I know that they weren't allowed to actually film. Yeah. In Fort Knox. But oh, it's wow, just huh? like. Yeah. Same like idea with the cages. Crusade, yeah. But also looks like kind of like a bakery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's yeah. clean though, but yeah. like yeah, I just thought that was cool. Very clean. It's very clean. Who's that little old man? But I thought it was cool that they pushing uh, that gold. Oh, that was <laughs> that'd be funny if they actually hung that like, Goldfinger posters <laughs> around <laughs> around the funny. bank. And but also but like where they're like Kim Jong Un posters <laughs> where you have to worship Goldfinger. <laughs> yes, yeah, like only Goldfinger. All right, it's three thirty. Pray to Goldfinger. Let's see Fort Knox Museum. But I wonder if there's like Goldfinger stuff in the Fort Knox Museum. I'll have to take a look. And the code, the code to the vault, it, you had brought up your luggage earlier. Do you know why your luggage was damaged? Oh no, why? Because you shouldn't have made your code three six one zero four. That's the code to the vault in Goldfinger. That's, that's how that's, they knew to break into your luggage. I had a luggage. feeling. I was like, what's he? What's he? What's he? What's he getting to? Yeah. Which, if we flip it around, hold on one second. One second. But also, as I'm looking at these uh, exhibits, they're all just kind of like military uniforms and like tanks and stuff. No Goldfinger exhibit. They should, though. They have like a little tiny like thing. Okay, that doesn't line up. I was seeing if we switch, if we reverse the number, because it's 36104. I wonder if we switch it. It's 40163. And I'm like, is that the release date for from Russia with Love? It's oh. That would have been smart, though. Uh, what were you saying, though? I apologize. Uh, no, so I'm looking at the museum exhibits. It's all, like, military stuff, so there's no, like, little Goldfinger exhibit. That'd be fun if they had, like, a little thing there. And maybe, like, a signed picture of Connery or something. That would have been fun. But mm. nope. All right. Uh, so, yes, I love the... That scene is great. Oh, I, I have a note here that I missed. Um... When Felix and the other agent are pursuing Bond, uh, he's, the agent says, where do you think he is? And Felix goes, 10 will get you one, 
He's with a lady. Ten will get you one. Hmm. <laughs> Ten will get you one. It's not like a dime a dozen or uh, nine times out of ten. It's ten will get you one. Which, I, I mean, even if you if you want it to sound like it's a plentiful experience, you'd switch it and you'd be like, one will get you ten. One will get you ten. He's in, it, in there with the lady. What do you see? Let's see. Ten will get you one. Where's this old pal of yours, Evan? Ten'll get you one. It's a drinker a day. So that the odds are good, I'm guessing. But ten'll get you one is not a ratio. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe he just misspoke and it just didn't fix it. Ten'll get you one. Also, mm. also with that scene, uh, they go to a Kentucky Fried Chicken in Kentucky. Mm. Why would you not go? So like that's like going to Popeyes in like New Orleans. Uh, well, I guess that's where it would be the best if you think about it. I, I, no, but no, it's the same. It's the same recipe. You'd want, you'd want a different restaurant that you couldn't achieve. You couldn't get somewhere. That's just like it's like how do we how do we tell these folks that they're in Kentucky? Let's put a Kentucky Fried Chicken. They go they go uh. to a Kentucky Fried Chicken, like that. Just that's just weird. Like because you see when like he's beeping the horn when when they start when the. They see that Bond's tracker's moving, and Felix comes out with napkins in his like, hand, like he just finished a bucket mm. of chicken, KFC, and you see the KFC. How do we know they're in Australia? Oh, Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, you have right. Exactly. It's not Australian. It's not Australian at all. Still, it's just like uh, I just I, I made a note of that. I'm like, why would you go to a KFC in Kentucky? Just messed up. And it, you know, I, there, it's funny because I've been in New Orleans. And there, there is a Popeyes there, but and like my my brother-in-law did make a joke. Hey, let's go to Popeyes, and I almost slapped him across the face. And I says, No, there's legit New Orleans cuisine here. We're not going to we can get Popeyes. I love Popeyes, but we can get Popeyes somewhere else. There's a scene in the office where uh, Carell's visiting New York, and he's like, Every time I'm here, I go to my Sbarro. favorite pizza place, and it's a Sparrow, <laughs> my favorite pizza joint in Manhattan. So I kind of like Sparrow's. No, pizza. they're really good when you're when you're home. <laughs> when you're at a mall. Yeah, when you're at the mall. Yeah, but pizza. like, yeah, because I same thing happened. I went to New York. Man, New York's no joke when it comes to pizza. We had like a bunch of pizza up there before, and I was like, wow, this is really good, really good mm-hmm. pizza. But yeah, just just don't, don't. It's like when I go on vacation. It's like I don't want to go to like McDonald's or have all these great places around. Right. Uh, I uh, I could I could talk all day about food, but anyways, let's go back. To, let's go back to the <laughs> bank here. Um, okay. Uh, now listen up. Here's a story. Uh, okay. I want to talk about this odd job fight scene. Okay. Bond manages to fatally electrocute odd job and then forces the lock off the bomb, but is unsure how to disarm it. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just super excited about this because uh, Harold Sakata. It's a great fight. Harold Sakata as Odd Job. Uh, he was a, uh, a professional wrestler, weightlifter. Uh, he he was dope, and uh, he a wrestling name was Tosh Togo. Tosh Togo. A lot a lot of people thought he was Mr. Fuji. He's not Mr. Fuji. There is a wrestler named Mr. Fuji who looks a lot like him, and I think at one point he dressed up like Odd Job. 
Uh, but yeah, he was just badass, and it was just really cool to see that because wrestlers always have their way of, um, you know, like choreographing a fight scene. Because this is not the f- we have a lot of wrestlers in Bond history. Um, the henchman that fights Connery uh, in the office and you only live twice. That's the Rock's grandfather. Yeah. Uh, so it's that, and then we have n- newer uh, in Craig. Dave Batista had a fight scene with him, and I think Craig tells a story about how he punched Batista really hard in the face, and he got scared and he like ran off because he thought Batista was going to kick his ass. <laughs> uh, but he's used to that, so it's really cool to see uh, wrestlers uh, working like that in uh, films. I mean, nowadays, just. In Spy Who Loved Me. I'm sorry. Spy Who Loved Me? Go ahead and continue. Um, but yeah, I just love this fight scene because you could tell they really choreographed this. And like, you know, they're like, you know, Connor was like, just toss me around. And it's 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 one of the better, like, henchman fight scenes. And I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I just love the, <laughs> I just love him getting right before he throw, Connery see, before Bond sees the hat, gives him the little, the hands, like, you know, come at me. Throws the hat like he picks up the hat. He gets against the like, All right, gets in the stands, goes to the side, hits the thing, and he has a little smart grin on his face when he, he turns around. He has a little grin and he goes to it. Then <laughs> Bond like power slides <laughs> like to the corner, grabs the electrical wire, that was which good. is very dangerous. But I, like, I forgot how he was gonna execute that. Thing. Is, like how how the whole move was gonna. And happen. I think I, I think I sent you the picture on Christmas of Odd Job. <clears throat> you did. It, Merry and it looks Christmas. like it's he's like electrified by the Christmas tree. <laughs> I love that's my favorite Christmas card. That's a good one. Uh, but yeah, I just love that uh, the choreography of that, and uh, it was it was it was a really cool scene because I I, I love that. I love the it's, it's one of the things I love about Bond movies. You have to have that henchman like jaw like odd job jaws odd uh, jaws, odd jaws um, uh, and, <laughs> and what's his name? I always forget his name uh, with the uh, claw hand in Live Let Die. Uh, Tee, of course, Tee. Uh, I always, I always call Whisper Tee for some reason. Uh, Whisper's the one that talks like this. <laughs> That's Whisper because he yells. Do you want loud. me to open it? <laughs> I'm stuck inside a couch now. <laughs> That's my favorite. When he, oh, I we're talking about that movie when the couch extends. It's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> Now I'm gone. I'm out of the movie now. I'm pretty sure, right? I don't show up again. No, I think he shows up at the end. Oh, he doesn't show up, I don't think, anymore. But anyways. Uh, I'm stuck in this couch. I'm suffocating. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I lo- in this weird leather couch. But yeah, I, lo- I, lo- yeah, I love the odd drop scene and the way, the way he goes out. Dope. Uh, what, what was the line, Bond? What, what, happened to, what happened to the butler? What did he say? You okay, James? Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. Three more ticks, Mr. Goldfinger would have hit the jackpot. He blew a fuse. He blew a fuse. Yeah. There it is. Because he said in the beginning he's like shocking, positively shocking. So two, two, two yeah. electrifying uh, one-liners in this movie. Shocking. Positively shocking. Not, 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 not as good um, as positively shocking. No. Uh, what other notes have I here? All right, uh, let's just let's just wrap up the wiki summary, and then we can talk freely. 
Bond f- manages to fatally electrocute Oddjob, then forces the lock off the bomb, but is unsure how to disarm it. After killing Goldfinger's men, U.S. troops open the vault. An atomic specialist rushes in and turns off the device with seven seconds left. Great moment. Just flicks a switch. <laughs> yeah, we, also, they don't show us the switch. I really would have liked to have seen the switch. Yeah, right. Like, it's literally just uh, one of those O and I switches. I had off. the... Zero I had to one. note that I like that there was a small uh, wheel of curiosities in the bomb. Yes, and he's just like, I'll just <laughs> grab it with my hand. This is a nuclear weapon, and I'll just grab. He these thought that stopping parts. it from turning would like turn it off. He's like, Nope, that's not that's not working. <laughs> oh well, my hand's caught in there. Oh my god, it's removing my hand now. Oh good lord, I'm bleeding all over this. Oh, I'm sure. Th- you know what? Let me stick my other hand in there and get it back. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was really funny. Said, what, what took you? I love how simple that was. And I, and I love, mm. I think this is this the only time it happens where the bomb stops at 007? Yes. Oh, man, I wish, I wish I there was more. So. I don't think it does not. Yeah, that, that, that needs to be a thing. I feel like that should, that, should, that should have been a recurring thing that it always stops at 007. Mm, I think they only get one no, of those. I don't know. Before it's like before it becomes all right, and then at the end, son, he he stops the bomb, and there's always seven seconds left. It'd be like ruining I it. I guess. Like when a family member goes, "Oh, you haven't seen Halloween? That's the one where a guy tries to kill his sister seven like, times." <sighs> yeah, but also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Let's wrap it up. En route with pussy. Bond is flown to the White House for lunch with the president, but Goldfinger hijacks the plane. In a struggle for in a struggle for Goldfinger's revolver, the gold the man with the golden gun discharges and creates an explosive decompression that blows Goldfinger through the ruptured window. Bond and Pussy parachute safely from the aircraft before it crashes. Lighter's helicopter passes over the pair who have landed in a wood. <laughs> in a wood. Uh, Bond declares, this is no time to be rescued, and draws the parachute over himself and galore. End of wiki description. Beautiful. All right, so let's cover a couple of things. Mario is holding his golden gun, which is Scaramanga's It's the wrong golden, golden gun, gun, but... But Goldfinger does have a golden gun yes. in this. Um, he gets sucked through the plane window, uh, like the ending of Alien Resurrection. And I just want to cut those two together where it's that horrible ugly alien like having its guts ripped out through the window i always and then it and then it cuts to alien resurrection hey i would always want to cut it as uh that he he clogs the uh the window and that stabilizes the plane like well i guess we can keep on flying and he's just yelling the whole time like get me out of here let me out of here you guys hey it's me do you guys? I'm golden home. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, cause it's like really like, how did they get the? I don't know. It's a Bond movie. That's that's. I, I'm answering my own question. How did they get the parachute so fast? It's a Bond movie. But yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought that was fun. Ejector sheet. Q. You must be parachute. <laughs> I want to cut that with uh, Mr. Jones. No parachute. <laughs> Doctor Jones. Beautiful. Do you know how to fly this thing? <laughs> No, do you? <laughs> of course, Bond knows how to fly the plane. But, um... Uh... This is no time to be rescued. They died. <laughs> <laughs> they just this, they died. This dead. They had no food. 
no water, and they were mauled by a mountain which lion is, it, it, which to is, death. Which is just a that's a Bond thing. Like I think I just talked about this with uh, shout out to Andy, uh, Andrew Lima, uh, about hey, he, he asked me. Tonight must last us forever. But he asked the question, why Why is it at the end of Dr. No that they're being pulled away on the boat and he just lets go of the uh, thing? He's just going to be stuck in the middle of the ocean. It's like, yeah, but he's having sex. So that evens it out, I guess. That is all the nutrition one exactly. needs. So that's just a thing he does. And there it is. Same thing with uh, <laughs> Moonraker. He's just in space and there's a tempting re-entry but not the re-entry you think it is uh it just this is and and then the the uh ship runs out of fuel and they just drift endlessly into the void like george clooney exactly you know you know one thing that was man i wish they did it because they already gave you enough nods no time to die after the, the the tragic death of felix Leiter, and bond is on the raft with the cigar Spoilers. Spoilers for No Time to Die. Go see, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you better have seen No Time to Die. I'm just saying. But anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they sh- the boat that saved them. It should have been a fishing boat, boat, and it should have been Quarrel the Fifth. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> just give me another Quarrel. That he's he's just there's like <laughs> they're they're like Nurse Joy from Pokemon. There's a bunch of quarrels, right? And they're all twins. <laughs> uh and they all share the same hairbrush. They all hairbrush. share the same hairbrush. It's the man who shares all the hairbrushes. <laughs> it's one hairbrush. The, the, the sisterhood of the traveling hairbrush. Oh, my God. <laughs> many. Uh, which causes a lot of quarrels. <laughs> many, many quarrels. I'm going to use the hairbrush now. No, I'm going to use the hairbrush now. Gentlemen, stop quarreling. <laughs> and then they all laugh. <laughs> And then it freeze frames and cuts the credits. Yeah, they jump up in the air and it freeze frames. <laughs> uh. But the music that plays is, Bow, it's been a hard day's night. <laughs> and I travel regularly on this train twice a week. Um, my final note is that the last shot, so the credits are the same as the opening credits where it's footage projected onto Golden Girls. The last shot of the credits is the first fight in the movie. That's right, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Like, the film is rewinding itself. Mm. So you don't have to when you bring it back. It's for the people who went to the bathroom in theaters. They're like, oh, what did I miss? Let's watch the credits. We'll show you. Oh, I missed the first. I, I, had to, I had to go to the bathroom during the first five minutes. I know I missed something. I saw most of that opening scene. And, like, I got to it, and he was making out with a lady who had got out of a bathtub. But then I had to run to the bathroom. I don't know what happened between then and now. I uh, Looks like I'm just going to have to come back. To, wait a second. There it is, right at the last Perfect. second. Now I don't have to pay another 10 cents to come see this movie. Uh, however. But I will yes, anyway. Uh, I would. Because it made $125 million in 1964. They had, they, they had a screen. It might have been. It might have been from Rush with Love. They had a screening at the uh, Newport Theater, and I missed it because I had like work. But if they ever do like a special like anniversary, like Bond film, we gotta go see it. We gotta go see one of these films in theaters. Oh, dude, I want that so bad. I, I think it was from Rush with Love. I think it was like for an anniversary from for Rush with Love. So whenever the anniversary for, let's say, so what year? What month and year? Gold Fair come out. 
Uh, 64. Uh, yeah, for how many years? So, it's been, uh, uh, it would the a t price for a ticket would be about a dollar and four mm. cents. So and now it's like that's anyway. an arm and a leg. But anyways, but yeah, if if any of the Bond films come to theaters at all, you we and gotta I gotta go. Because we've only seen one together in the theaters, and that was the most that's recent. Did, did we not go see? Spectre together? Spectre? No. Nope. And No Time to Die has been the only one I've seen in the theater. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, unless I saw a Brosnan one as a kid, but I can't imagine my father would have taken me to that. I know my mother yeah, I think Yeah, I, I think World... I think World is Not Enough was my first one in the theater. Yeah. And then I usually draw a picture on each of these little note sheets, and I drew... Um, I attempted to draw a bar of gold, but then I made it you know, I filled it in with color, and uh, it's butter. Butterfinger. <laughs> Butterfinger. Uh, okay, so um, you got any? Oh, oh, another note I like. Um, uh, Felix says uh, there's liquor for three on the plane, and Bond goes, "Who else is on?" He's like, "There's no other people." <laughs> Nobody else. I like good. that. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's yeah. it for notes for me. My last note was just the odd job fight and then the uh, the bomb stuff. Um, I I don't I don't think we need to get into the production or the behind the scenes stuff. It's been covered endlessly. You want to read about the behind the scenes on Goldfinger? Just go read about it. It's one of the biggest films of all time. Yeah, this is yeah this is like yeah. the biggest film we've covered honestly so far. I mean, other ones are great, but yeah, this is probably the biggest film we've covered so far like connery wise in terms of cultural impact yeah i guess it's like again like i know we're kind of talking about nowadays but i still believe that you think of james bond you think of spy movies you are going to think about this film uh psychotic you think of the the car the ask martin db5 where's that car it's you know ask martin db5 you think of goldfinger same with the, the delorean where the delorean is from Back to the Future. You're always going to associate those with that. So you know, it's it's just iconic. I think biggest films that we've done so far have been Man Who Would Be King in terms of scale, mm. and then Longest Day also in terms of scale because it is an epic. Mm. Um, but none of them have been as big in cultural impact as Goldfinger. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun with uh, promotional pictures for this. There's a lot of fun promotional pictures and behind the scenes stuff. So we're gonna have a lot of content for you guys over on Instagram. Be sure to check that out. For sure. Because I'm looking right now. Because I, because I, I collect movie posters. Uh, the only Bond one I have is Thunderball. Because I love that poster. There's a um, lot of good posters for this one. Yeah, like the, the like the ori the uh, original one, like the main one is okay. It's like James Bond is back in action. Has like the small pictures. Everything he touches turns to excitement and it has three stills mm. but there's so many other better uh better ones that like i i love that i might i i got a whole list of like i love the live let die poster uh there's there's so many great posters so this one i got i gotta look for a good one it's it, it, the ones from like ju the one with the hand is very good. yeah and there's one here I don't know if like is it uh, this this can't be is this a legit one or is this like a reissue kind of thing? Share your screen. Uh, this one's very good. Uh yes, I I also am clicking on this one. This is a a very nice one. It's a white background, 
pretty much all just black, white, and gold, um, and uh, like pale skin tone. I guess is that, is that a legit it's one for fifteen bucks. That's not bad. It's very, very, very nicely done. It's got Bond and Shirley Eden as um, Jill Masterson back to back, and then a nice little compilation of faces. It's really nice. I like I that. I might one a get lot. this one. Do it. Get it. Um. But yeah, this I don't really think there's anything we can say about this film that hasn't been said production-wise. Uh, go pick up. Well, don't you know to pick it up if you can borrow it from the library somewhere. Pick up the James Bond Toshin Archives book. That's got some really good stuff about Goldfinger in there. It covers the whole production of it. Um. Yeah, I think I think we've just had a pleasant conversation talking about this film. I, I had a great time rewatching it. It was a great, great time. Like, yeah, it's it, it's it's by far again. It's it, it's my favorite Bond movie. Uh, obviously, I mean, I have favorites from of Connery's from, or of all of them. Like, uh, you can say this is your favorite of all of them. I wouldn't. Say. I don't know. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to follow no. me. But I wouldn't say. It's yeah, my sure. Favorite. Yeah, I, I think it's just because this is my first Bond movie. This is the first Bond movie I ever saw. Was Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, that my mom introduced me to. I just remember because you know, like any boy, again going back to the cars. I just remember seeing. Like any good little. As, boy. I just remember seeing the car, like on the road, and I'm like I love cars. I see the I see the I saw the Rolls Royce, and I'm like I like that like that one. I want cool too, and seeing what it does, and like and it's all the other fun wacky stuff that's what got me into bond like so this this is the you know the 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 gate that opened was goldfinger that showed me the way of bond and i was my favorite fandom of all time you know like I, we, we just did a little questionnaire thing on friggin nerds about uh like favorite fandoms and like brit one of the, our our hosts was like you know uh list your three favorite fandoms but try not to overlap because, of course, everyone loves Marvel and, like, DC and stuff. So I said, all right, I think I'm going to say uh, to be different, I'll say I'll stay Star Wars because I'm probably the biggest Star Wars fan friggin' nerds. Next, James is big, too. And um, so I said, I said Star Wars, wrestling, and James Bond. I said, that's perfect. That, encap- that, that encapsulates who I am as a person. I'll, I'll like nerd-wise. nerd-wise. I just love. Yeah, I don't hit people. I don't hit women. But <laughs> I would love a car with a gun on it. It'd be, it'd be great. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just my favorite fandom, and I just love it. If I'm if I'm down, this is one of the films I grab. I just I've been staying away from it lately because we're doing this podcast. So I'm like, I'll be tempted. I was feeling down a few weeks ago, and I really want to watch a Connery Bond. And I said, no, I can't do it. So I did the, the second best thing. I watched the Roger Moore one. So that's the thing. I can always go back no matter what. I can literally grab the Blu-ray collection, open it to like a random thing, my eyes closed, grab a DVD, pop it in, and be happy with what I chose. Because like even, even at its lowest points, I still love James Bond so much. This is why we started this podcast, really. And it just like, uh, I'm so glad we got to finally cover this film. Uh, so I'm probably kind of hinting at what my 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 grade's gonna be afterwards but like i just i love this film it's fantastic and well do we yeah, want to get into i think now? i think it's about that time okay you want to go first sure since i'm on let's do our, let's do our uh, before you before we get into it let's do our one ranking that falls outside of all all of them 
does the SH. The SH. On a scale of one to ten. This is the only ranking that doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a four point five. That's really H that much. I think the only time it's like the Beatles with him off uh, a little bit there, but it's not that bad because his. Mm. Cause that's the thing with him. With we'll talk about his performance in a second, but like yeah, he's very. I understand everything he's saying, so and and you're really yeah. you're really leaning forward to listen to what he's saying in this film. So it's like you know I th- I thought he's a four four for the SHs. Okay, I gave him a two. Okay. It's still developing. Yeah. All right, now let's get into the ratings that do matter. We'll start with the least important. Sexy. Very sexy. Oh, he's a he's a nine point five. No ten, just because yeah. forcing himself on pussy lore. Uh, that's not sexy. That's not sexy, baby. Not at all. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, he just—I'm telling you—he he makes me want to have a terry cloth onesie. I'll look, I'll look terrible in it, but he makes me want to have one. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a seven. Ooh, okay. I also want that terry cloth onesie. He's a very attractive man, and I will agree with you. Yeah, he looks the best of all the Bond films. He looks great. His hairpiece looks great. He's looks charismatic. Is he, he hairpiecing in this film handsome. already? I thought mm-hmm. he started. I thought I he started. So, yeah. I thought he started hairpiecing in Thunderball. I think that I think it started in From Russia Ooh, with Love. No, really? Yeah, I think oh. so. Um. But the uh, forcing on Honor Blackman that uh, takes some points away. And everyone, like uh, Jill Masterson and Pussy Galore, are gorgeous. Um, but that doesn't improve Sean's sexy score. I don't know. The, it's a seven. What, when does he start using the hairpiece? Uh, Doctor, no. Oh, hot diggity. Look at that. The legendary actor started going bald at the very early age. In fact, he was only 21 years. Wow, we have something in common. I went bald at 21, started going bald at 21. Wow. Uh, when he started losing his hair, by the time he was in his early 30s, hey, that's me right now, uh, and was cast in Dr. No, he had to wear a hairpiece if he was going to be able to pull it off as secret agent 007. Wow. Mm. I, I thought that he, wow. That, that's a good-looking hairpiece. Yeah, it looks really good. Well, and watching it on Blu-ray, I couldn't really see any. Well, glue. he probably wasn't going. He was probably like receding a little bit, but like, mm. but like, yeah, it wasn't but you bad. go to like you only live twice. That's like, yeah, that's a hairpiece. Yeah, yeah. some some years yeah. between. Um, so I'm gonna give it a seven. The forcing is takes away mm-hmm. from it because that takes a lot. Okay, of Okay, yeah. Um, I that in fact that takes four points, but um, the sexiness of Shirley Eaton and Honor Blackman. Raise it back up. To yes, ma'am. Gorgeous. Good lord. All right, now let's get into the two ratings that matter the most. Mario, Connery, go ahead. Co- we're doing a Connery. Let's do the film, film rating. rating. All right, film. Yeah. Easy ten. This is easy, easy ten. ten it's Goldfinger, man. This is the film that, like, I just, I, I love it. I just love it so much, and I'm just so glad that I'm just so hyped. That is the first Bond movie we got. We were we were crazy. Even after we stopped recording that night, we were just like, "Can you believe we got Goldfinger?" We just went bananas. So like, we were on such a. High. I think this is one we should do a, a commentary track for, just because of the, the the love for it. You know, just like. 
I'm not opposed. I think, I think it should be one of them. We'll, we'll uh, email us and let us know on on, on Instagram. Like, uh, if there's a Bond film you'd like yeah. us to do. Or an, any film. For. like Any film you want us to do a, a commentary track for, we'd love to, because I think we, we, we do love a good commentary track, so we, we would love to mm. do that. Let us know. And uh, as you can tell, we like sitting and talking for two and a oh, half yes. hours. Oh, yes. We, we've been going for a bit, yeah. So. Mm. All right, so. All righty. So uh, shall I give it my rating? You shall. I'm going to give it a seven. Ooh. Yeah. I really like this film. It's very good. It's not my favorite Bond film. Uh, you know what? Ooh. Fuck it. Eight. Ooh. Eight. I'm giving it an eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good film. It's a really good film. It's really fun. Its twists and turns are enjoyable. It is the the most easygoing, maybe, of Connery's mm. films. I think Diamonds Are Forever is a little harder to get through for really? me. Um, and You Only Live Twice is a little harder to get through. So, yeah, you know what? Eight. I'm giving this film an eight. Lovely. Forgive me for going back on what I had said, but... Even just considering, I'm like, wow, giving it a seven's a bit harsh. I'm gonna give it All an right. eight. The the forcing of, you know, the forcing upon honor black men is just not forgivable. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, and so it definitely keeps the film from being any higher for me. Um, there are a lot of things that, that give it that eight mm. though. Uh, Kurt Frobe's fantastic. Um, everyone's great in it. There's no real bad actors in it. Um, Q is phenomenal for the one scene. It's just the perfect Q scene. Um, who, who's your, who's your favorite great. Felix Leiter? <clears throat> I think it's gotta be Jeffrey mm. Wright. Me, me too. Yeah. But this one's a close second just because, I don't know, he's just more recognized. Like, he's not the most extra. I mean, there's better Felixes, obviously. You mm-hmm. know, like the, uh, even the, like the one in like Live and Let Die is okay. A real Felix Leiter. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I just think for nostalgia points, uh, I like this one just because, you know, I just, lo- I just love uh, his delivery on stuff. Rick Van Nutter in Thunderball, Norman Burton, uh, Jack Lord in Doctor No, obviously. Norman Burton in Diamonds Forever, David Hedison, John Terry, Jeffrey Wright. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna say. Jeffrey yeah, Jeffrey Wright's my favorite too, but like just for nostalgia po- uh, reasons, I, I like him here. But, but yeah, um, I mean, Bernie Casey's okay. You w- in Never Say Never Again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to get to that one. That's gonna be fun. But all right, so all we're right. doing the well. Yeah, so sorry to sorry to go back on the radio. We all, we I'd always given. do that. We always go back on what we say sometimes here on the show. It's that's just that's how it is. We always sometimes. always sometimes. I mean, it's like you know, <laughs> like anything. But let's get to the man himself, our Sean, our Sean Connery, our Sean, rating. Our Sean, Sean, Sean rating, Sean a rating, Sean, Sean a rating. What are you giving it? Um. I'm gonna give him. An, uh, I'm gonna give him. An, 
8.5. I think 8.5. Uh, I think it's like, um, I don't know. Yeah, 8.5. I'll stay with 8.5. Uh, he, he's good. Okay. Uh, I think he's definitely trying. I feel like. I feel like he's he's most comfortable in Thunderball. If that makes sense, I don't know. He's comfortable in this too. It's just um, I don't know. Probably po- probably probably points off for nine again, just for the kind of weird stuff he says. Just woman wise mm-hmm. and this man talk is already a negative point, which is a line we always meme mm-hmm. about. But it's just like okay, you know. Um, but yeah, but as you know, as the agent, he's he's great and uh, fine. So yeah, I think just a simple eight point five. Alrighty, I'm gonna give him a seven point five, which puts our average at an eight. Uh, he's fine in this. He's charming as hell in the first half hour, forty yeah. minutes, but he starts to kind of check out. Doesn't help that Bond is behind the plot so often. And he had Sean Connery took uh, issue with that. He's like Bond is way too behind the the eight ball in this movie. Like he's finding out stuff. Like he he's not in control of the situation as he has been in the past two films. Mm. Um, and you can kind of see that in his acting. Um, I. Again, the forcing of himself on Honor Blackman. Uh, he seems very comfortable as Bond, but also to the point where comfortable, like he's not challenging himself. Mm. Um, I think he is. I think he's at his best Bond wise in From Russia with Love, and we're never going to get better than that from him as yeah, Bond. Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch. Mm. I, I, gotta, I haven't seen that one in a bit, so I want to see him there I, 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 I have a feeling he's going to be a 10 there for me but like we'll, we'll have to see um, when we get there hello 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 there uh, okay I'm podcasting um, okay so yeah 7.5 from me 8.5 from me so average of 8 yeah yeah I, I he could have been better yeah, the the way he's written is just a little fine. Like even the the actions that he, the character does are questionable. Like not only the you know the, the barn scene, but the dropping of the note in the pocket. You know what I mean? Like and um, I don't know. He's just he's not as useful in this mm. film, and I think. Connery recognizes that in the script and thus kind of plays it with a little less enthusiasm. It really doesn't make sense for Goldfinger to keep him alive. You know what I mean? It's just like... Well, because if he killed... Because Connery says that MI6 knows about Grand Slam. So... Excuse me. um, Goldfinger says, you know, uh, dress in something nice and make it look like Bond's having a good time. Because if it looks like Bond is happy, then MI6 and the CIA will keep their distance. If it looks like Bond's in trouble or killed, they'll come in. True. And mess up True. his plan. So he's keeping them at a necessary distance. All right. That makes sense, I guess. All right. But, yeah. All right. So what do you think? Is that Goldfinger? 
Or is that? That's Goldfinger. Really? I just noticed, I'm sorry, I just noticed in my Connery Curious doc here, it just, something, some typo came in where in the Anderson tapes, he plays the role of the Anderson tapes. <laughs> he, is the, he is the tapes. Uh, I'm just going to correct that real quick. What's going on here with my mouse? Where'd my mouse go? Oh, connection lost on my mouse. Okay, hold on. Hold on here. Scott, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make this right. Hold on, hold on. Riveting podcasting. Okay, we're back. Alrighty. So yeah, that's it. I think that was Goldfinger. I, I think so. And wrapping up awkwardly with fixing a spreadsheet. Hey, at least it's fixed now. But speaking of spreadsheets Indeed. and I, other gimmicks, uh, I think it's time. Oh to boy. spin our wheel of crazy curiosities, man, with all these films that are slowly... I'm looking at it right now because I think it is my turn this week. Uh, it is, and Goldfinger's still on there. God. I, d- I deleted it on my side, so it should be okay. safe now, but we'll delete it on your side just for safety. Um, okay. You know, it's a good thing. So, yeah, it's my favorite it's time. Just, it, it was so exciting last time to be together because we were just... We're, at like mid at like eleven o'clock at night, we went just screaming, stomping our feet like children. <laughs> we were so excited. Uh, oh, the rock is still in here too. Let me get. Oh, I mean, jumping around like children. We're, we're crazy. It was it was a fun time. Uh, but yes. Oh, I'm just testing it. Okay. Well. All right. Good. Oh no. Damn it. Okay. Do you want to just go? Oh, stop. Do you want to just go no, with no, that? No, 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 no. Because no. uh, I like I that movie. by accident. Uh, well, then that's the spin. Because I like that movie. Well, that, it's, it's, less, it's less exciting. <sighs> Do you want me to like... Okay. All right. All right. Fine. We will spin it again. But for spoilers here, for Inside Baseball, Mario accidentally clicked the wheel and it landed on the hill. The Hill is a fucking awesome movie. I really like that movie. I'd love to watch it next, but if you want to do an official spin... It could. Unless you want me to, like... Wheel of Curiosity is nice. Say it's, it's The Hill. Folks, what do you want <laughs> at home? No, don't tell them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, just, let's, let's just do an, an, an official right. spin. We'll come back to The Hill. All, All right? right? Shuffle that, like, 80 times. Are you keeping this in? Yeah, I'm keeping oh this God. in. <laughs> All right. I want to stop. Stop. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> Time for the official spin. The official spin. Spinning the wheel. Though I am very much looking forward to when we do watch Absolutely. the hill. Because it is a really Hell good yeah. Spin. All right. Are we ready? Let's spin the wheel, wheel of... of Curiosities. Oh my god. Oh my god. Guys, we just got <laughs> You Only Live Twice two bonds can we go back to the hill do you want to do you want to go back to the hill i i i, I, I kind of do i don't really love you only live twice we're all getting that bonds much. now we're finally getting bond movies yeah but uh, it's not one of my favorite bonds i could totally wait on that like if we were gonna immediately watch a bond after this 
I would want it to be either Dr. No or From Russia With Love. All right. You know? All right. Let, let's, okay, Bill, let's, let's, let's cut it before I spun the wheel and then put... No, no, no. Let's no, do that. no. Let's do All right. It. You know what? You got a coin? You got a coin on you? Yes. You yes. have a coin? Okay. Let's flip. Let's All flip right. If it, it lands, uh, so heads, you only live twice. Is hill, the hill. Heads the hill. Tails you only live twice. All right. Let's do it. The flip of curiosities. All right. There you go. The hill. The hill? Okay. Awesome. The hill it is. It was heads? Yes. Awesome. Okay. I'm sorry <laughs> to shut you down, Mario. I'm sorry. I I love You Only Live Twice, but... All right. Let's... Frankly, it's the most insane of the Bond films, I think. Like... Of his Bond right. films. Like, Diamonds Are Forever is insane, but I think You Only Live Twice is more insane. And I love it. It's a good film. It's a great film. But, dude, trust me, The Hill is so good. All right. I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. I mean, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see any film. But let's look at 1965's The Hill. Five British soldiers are sent uh, to a detention camp in the library. Uh, Libyan desert, including Sergeant Major Roberts, Sean Connery, whose conviction for the assault of an officer is uh, shrouded in mystery. As punishment, the vicious staff Sergeant Williams, Ian Hendry, uh, orders the prisoners to continuously climb a man-made hill uh, in the scorching desert heat. Uh, Though his colleague, Staff Sergeant Harris, Ian Bannon, sympathizes with the new detainees, he uh, uh, he can only watch as Williams goes to sadistic extremes. It's a genre directed by Sidney Lumet, produced by Kenneth Hyman, uh, and then released, uh, oh, streaming release day in June 19, 2007, but it came out in 1965, no exact date, with a Rotten Tomato score of... We'll get we'll get to that as we cover it, but oh, sorry, go Rotten Tomato 71% score. 71% and an audience score of 92%. Okay, and now for comparison, here is the You Only Live Twice tomato meter, 74% with an audience score of 68. I don't think it, yeah, I think The Hill is probably a bit better. Okay. But I, okay, so The Hill is a bit like the Molly Maguires. Okay. So if you liked the Molly Maguires, I think you're really going to like The Hill. Okay. Now, this, I should have posed this before you flipped. You only live twice is fun. The hill is not fun. I, 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 I figured that, but it's so, fine. I mean, do we want to just do you only live twice no. next and forfeit the nope. wheel? No, no, no. Like, we'll do the hill, and then after the hill, we'll do you only live twice. Uh, if Sure. We could do that. I mean, it will rob us of doing the wheel next week. but I think, no, I think we, I think we just ditch you only live twice, and it comes back when it comes back. Because okay. that defeats okay. the purpose of the podcast of just killing the wheel. And the first the first okay. wheel spin by my dumbass who clicked it was the hill. No, so, no. There it is. Dumb finger. Dumb finger. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no That's dumbness. Right. It it happens though. We accidentally click things. It right. happens. But you know what? I I think we get one wheel spin per per podcast, and that was it. And I don't know. I I. I really like the hill. I guarantee, though, if it had landed on like 
Sir Billy, I would have said spin again. Mm. <laughs> if it had landed on um, uh, Goal, where he's the narrator for a football documentary, I probably would have said spin again. Okay. But The Hill, I watched it shortly after he passed in 2019. I rented a bunch of his films, and The Hill was mm. one of them. And so what was the one we did um, with directed by Sidney Lumet? The Hill, The Anderson Tapes, The Offense, and Murder on the Orient Express. Okay, so we watched Murder on the Orient Express. That was two films ago. So now we're getting Connery and Lumet again. It can only be good news. Mm. So, and, and to that extent, I think you're really going to like The Anderson Tapes as well. Hell yeah. I haven't seen The Offense, but I can imagine it's going to be amazing. And he did Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon and Network. Oh, my God. guys! This guy's doing and family business. So we're going to see him work with Connery five times. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But All right. So Sean Connery will return in The Hill the hill uh, so, from so you guys know I haven't even checked uh, your options for uh, renting and such. I'm gonna get it from the library. Yeah, so that's one of. I wish there was a Blu-ray release of it. There's not. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like it's 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 only uh, so the hill you guys can get on Prime Video for rent or buy from two dollars and eighty nine cents. So a cheaper rent. Uh, you guys can rent yeah, there. It's, it's on all the, the the streaming services to purchase. It's not streaming. Oh, anyway. Okay, so, uh, but that's not too bad. Two two bucks. It looks like. Oh no, no, no! You can rent. You can rent on uh, Amazon for two eighty nine or buy for ten bucks. But honestly, I would say buy it. It's really good. Like it's a really good film. It's worth having in your collection I think. there you go so either rent buy or check your local library for sure rent buy or stick your wick in some pie or stick your wick in some pie uh so yeah very excited man uh so yeah i guess it's gonna do it for us here we made it through our first bond film mm, we did we did and i think honestly i think it would have been too soon to have another one and then with our luck we'd get another one right after that and it'd all be front loaded yeah but <laughs> but this paces them out a bit. Absolutely, I think. but it's it's edging. Yeah, edging. <laughs> That's what we need. Like I don't get that enough in my real life. Anyways, uh, oh but, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think we're gonna get out of here. So of course, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week, and next time I will be Mario Lima. And I will be Dylan Titus. And whatever other characters seem to make their way into the cart, I will be pro- probably be them, too. We've got a whole extended universe here. But but I'm we'll Dylan s- Titus. And I'm Mario Lima. And remember, folks, stay curious. You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Friggin' Media podcast. Follow us on social media for updates, memes, and clips. Find us on Twitter at CuriousPod007 and on Instagram at Connery Curious. You can also visit Titus Compositions at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion and content about your favorite films, comics, games, and network for all things nerdy, visit Friggin' Nerds Media on Twitter, at Friggin' Nerds. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach the other curious conneries out there. 
thanks for spending time with us and have a great day but also remember stay curious